Hey, welcome to Southern Public Podcast. This is uh, Doug Jernigan. Just wanted to jump on here real quick before we get into the episode, and I apologize for the late drop on this one. I ended up having to go to work, or not go to work, I ended up having to go out of town for work. I uh, was in Arizona for two weeks, and normally when I would have dropped the last podcast or this podcast, it was uh, the Monday after I had already flown out, so I didn't get a chance to to do that but uh anyways we've got uh lynn gordon on this podcast he works for uh seaside engineering and uh he's uh he works for a surveying company so we're gonna get into you know uh e-scouting uh different types of maps and imagery and stuff like that that you can use and uh and so anyways we'll get into it and again we'll apologize for the late drop hope you enjoy these are my people All right, welcome to episode 15 of the Southern Public Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Jernigan, and uh, we got a guest on tonight. Going to kind of give us some pointers on how to read topos, all that kind of stuff, just e-scouting, whatnot, and what have you. But uh, uh, we got a full house again tonight, and uh, I'll go around the table and see who all's. Yep, you got Jamie. You got Dwayne. You got Joel. And Shane. All right. And our guest is uh, Lane Frost, no, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lynn Gordon, and uh, he works for an engineering company, uh, Seaside? Yes, sir. Seaside Engineering, and they do surveying, whatnot, and what have you. Um, I guess, jump into it, tell us uh, about yourself, how long you've been hunting, what got you into it, whatnot, just a history of of what you do. Um, so, I've been hunting pretty much my whole life, you know, my dad did it, grandfather, brother, um, I didn't really deer hunt growing up or probably until like middle school when occasionally, but I got an older sister and an older brother. And so like, really, if we were going hunting, like all of us were going that my dad, that was, I guess my dad's kitchen passes for us all to go to our camp on the river and bush hook and squirrel hunt. So I grew up mainly squirrel hunting until I think I killed my first year when I was like 12, something like that. But anyways, but it's definitely, I would say an obsession now that like I'm, think about deer hunting all the time it's july on lake fishing i'm thinking about deer hunting still you know, so <laughs> yeah. same here as you guys oh, you yeah. know are and stuff so um in going with this so i'm a professional surveyor and the i got this uh, gis certificate so i do a lot with map making and the company i work for we kind of work all over the eastern u.s i've been as far as like minneapolis pittsburgh been as far south as Miami and we've been out cruise to Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, all over the place. So kind of been fortunate to see a lot of different things. And then as you, you know, work different places or have to do recon and things like that to, you know, drive 20 hours and go work somewhere, you got to kind of, you do as much for preparing as you can to be able to go tackle a job or something from Google earth or whatever app you want to use to scout. Is most of what you're surveying, um, 
rural, like woods? Uh, no, we kind of do everything. The only thing that we're not like heavy in our our um, company is we're not heavy in the aerial market in terms of we don't have aircraft. We have drones to collect lidar and yeah, do ortho photography. So we do um, hydrographic surveying, so a lot of inland waterways and whatnot, and stuff that's coastal. You know, reading the bottom, uh, a lot of surveys on dams and and locks that are for like scour analysis and things like that and then on the land side we do boundary surveys construction stakeout you know you want to sell your house and you need a a mortgage survey done we'll do those too Um, a lot of topographic surveys and then in a lot of the work we do that allows us to travel is for the army corps of engineers we'll go after federal contracts get a contract and then you know that work ranges from hydro topo boundary uh, LIDAR surveys, which are like remote, they're remote sensing that you, it's like a souped up total station that you can put on a truck and drive and collect, you know, data to have full 3D models. But anyways, all that, you know, being said, I get to see a lot of different things. And so from, I've worked a lot on a field crew and then now I'm like pinned to a chair a lot. So what, and it goes with what we're going to talk about some tonight is a lot of that being pinned to a chair that. You know, I'm looking at maps all the time, trying to look at historical data to see, like, access to places and things like that. And all that stuff directly ties into trying to figure out how to go kill a buck somewhere or a doe, right. whatever you want to kill. <clears throat> so that Corps of Engineers, I know in a lot of other states, that's pretty prime hunting. Like oh, yeah. You can find some tucked away spots that doesn't get pressured. And it might be only two or 300 acres, but, I right. mean, if you run into stuff like that in other states and some I've seen and so like this last couple of years I started actually like go okay I'm going to go somewhere and go hunt right. you know, while you're hunting. in that area working or something no just go back or yeah. some of the places I've been are for work than other places is we you know a friend of mine that I went on a trip to Missouri last last year with he just he met somebody traveling doing travel work or whatever in an RV park and they talked about they kill big bucks in their towns and all right, let's get in a truck, go buy Missouri tags, and right. <laughs> go hunt. You know, saw deer, but we didn't. Other than those getting killed, that was it. But you know, y'all talking about going to Ohio and stuff. You know, you learn um, on that stuff. But in general, like the core of engineer land and DNR land, and it's the same as around here. Like every place is managed differently and whatnot. But like there's, you know, Eglin and Blackwater, you might not kill a buck every sit, but you're gonna see deer. Like they do a good job mm-hmm. of you know being able to see deer in a lot of those other states. They do a good job of you being able to see deer and turkeys and right. I mean, it's all hard. I hadn't been anywhere that was just like, gosh, this is just a cakewalk. They're just walking right to you. <laughs> yeah, it's I crazy. know that they're still animals and and smart. But the work aspect of it, like I'm always asking the crews when they've been somewhere if I didn't get to go to that job or something or or I worked on it. Like, did y'all see any turkeys? <laughs> is there any good buck sign and stuff like that? You know. So. Yeah. Do most of the guys hunt that you work with? Uh. It's probably 50-50, but yeah. a good bit are, like, pretty, you know, they hunt, but most people aren't obsessive, like, I would say I'm right, obsessive right. towards it. You got wife and kids? I do. I have a wife, um, a three-year-old girl, and our son is, he'll be four weeks. Oh, dang. Uh, oh, wow. So yeah. this is why you haven't had such a great season, because... I, I would, yeah, I get, well, but I would say it's still a good season, you know, like I got right. to shoot a deer the other day with my daughter watching me, which is, that's awesome. You know, yeah, I yeah. sent Joel, I actually shot him, shot him out of my, I was standing in my backyard and shot him in my pasture or whatever, but yeah, you know, you talk about your son saying big buck, my daughter all the time, she, she'll walk up and look like that deer that won't be like, 
I shoot that buck. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, anyways, I got a good wife. She lets me really hunt. She knows yeah. I love it. And uh, she's That's into awesome. horses and barrel races, so I don't give her oh, yeah. a lot of fits about Ooh, barrel racing and, and yep. doing stuff. And, you know, she knows I really love to, to hunt. And so she's let me hunt some. It's hard hunting on, like, three or four hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Stuff, but, well, when you each yeah. have your own passion you you right and somebody's got something to do which is it's cool. oh yeah and like you know our daughter she she's got a little horse she rides she got a little pony but you know she wants to ride it but she wants to look at deer and luckily we finally got deer that come up every day so we can yeah every day look at deer and the one i killed the other day i was getting ready for work and she asked me daddy you shoot big butt today no baby i gotta go to work <laughs> look out the window and there's one you know trotting down the fence line it's like oh, hold on a second I'm gonna shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know a like well, 13 inch wide eight point and i'm like yeah i'll shoot him she got to watch standing on her little table in the dining room looking out the yeah, yeah as i walked out and popped him and then heck yeah that's uh, awesome you know took her to help me go blood trailing which he didn't go far but you know fun stuff so very um, cool anyway so on the yeah, so I'm obsessed with hunting, and my daughter will probably be so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now she's going to get to hear you talk about it on on a oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she watches the hunt in public with me and stuff like that. She doesn't like it when they talk too much. That she wants to see them. She just want, yeah. She, won't, she wants to be seeing those deer <laughs> come up right away. She's so she likes them. That's actually how I convince her to eat. Sometimes I tell her it's deer meat or pig meat, and that's what. Like <laughs> maybe that's a deer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, the stuff that you get to see for your work is it different than Google Earth? I mean, is there something? Yeah, the biggest so, com- the biggest complaint out of like in our field crews will tell you this, and this is true. Is like, yeah, this sure as heck looked like Google Earth. They get sent to go do a forty acre topo, and it looked like it was wide open, and it's a stinking, you know, briar patch. Right. You, right. You know, so it, it's that aspect of it has kind of really taught me to like really hone in and try to find the most recent imagery and find, okay, what was there historically? And then, you know, here we don't have a big deal with hill. There's hills, but they're not like Kentucky or West Virginia right, or, right. or Tennessee hills that, or, or Ohio. even Ohio. You go yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, you, you know, if you're not looking at like Onyx or something with contours or a quad map. Look at it like, oh, there's a field, and oh, there's a little drain back there, and you go back there, and there's a freaking fifty foot it's ravine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. and so it it teaches you to be very aware of everything. So, are there obviously better options than Google Earth? Well, I mean, your Onyx, your Hunt is, Stand, is, your Google Earth, all of that's going to be dependent on how new the right. photography so, is. So how often does that change or update? or It hits the different rural times. areas doesn't seem like it does as much. Like where my house is, it hasn't updated since like 2016 on Google Earth. And I right. actually know maybe it's like 15. I've built a house since then, cleared land. And so like key features, none of it's visible. I have mm-hmm. to just, you know, go mark waypoints and go, you know, look at it. But I do most of my stuff in Google Earth, and it, if you don't know or not, it's better to use Google Earth on an actual computer where you're running a desktop version versus the app, because on the app, you can't look at historical imagery. Right. Oh, I use that quite a bit. Yeah, you can see where old clear cuts are. Exactly. And, yeah. That is gold mine for, I think it separates you from somebody else. That Like, a lot of people look for that kind of stuff, or and like Joel and I were talking about this, of looking for a dim road or just something mm-hmm. that was there that mm-hmm. we a key feature and then also sometimes I look back to see like what used to be there what was it was it pines or was it hardwoods and then you know was it 
big mature timber and yeah. I'm looking for old features all the time and stuff like that, but it's I would say monumental. Do you base your access on some of that information oh, yeah, as absolutely. well? Absolutely. And so I mean I'll be honest, I hunt a lot out of a boat. I use a, ca- a canoe, use a kayak. I've killed a bunch of turkeys hunting out of a kayak and stuff like that because it, you know, when you got a boat or the truck, you can go start an engine and you can drive somewhere. When you put a kayak in the water, say you're going to float between two bridges and go turkey hunt or something like that, somebody's going to pick you up. Once you dump in the water, you're there, unless you want to paddle back however far. And so it forces you to call the entire time you're there and you'll pick up birds that way. Yeah. You know, whereas when you got the outboard or your truck you uh, i've had enough of this crap or i ran into somebody or whatever and you go get the freaking truck and drive too easy to change up what you're doing right it kind of forces you and sometimes you get forced into a bad hand that you don't hear about so if you're if you're in your a canoe or your kayak and you go down river are you paddling sometimes up river to get the heck out or yeah so sometimes i'll have like and it depends on what i'm trying to do like if it's deer hunting sometimes i'll put the canoe in the boat and take it somewhere that I want to use the canoe to get somewhere that I can't get a boat or sometimes, you know, like you see it all over any, any management in the country has got little ponds on it mm-hmm. and stuff. And so that's, so you might have access on one side, but not the getting other. to the backside of that lake or that pond. So you're not always fighting current or something right, like it that. Could be, you know, something else you do or whatever. And so, and I don't, you know, I hunt around here, but I get in a truck and drive places. And some of those places are places I've seen from work because I've worked all over mm-hmm. the state. And so now it's, you know, it's hard to drive like three or four hours and go hunt in a single day or whatever. So sometimes I might drive and camp somewhere or whatever. But right. so I'll be honest, that work's kind of been a good affordance to. It's, it's helped your you hunting know, career. <laughs> yeah. Like last year I did a Kentucky turkey hunt and it was, I'd never been there. I'd looked at the place on a map, but I talked to our field crews and they were like, yeah, there's a bunch of turkeys there. And every place they'd been in Kentucky was loaded with birds. We went up there, had a good hunt, killed one bird, but it's kind of like anything. You kind of figure it out the longer you're there. Same as y'all, you know, your history with all the public land you hunt, you've got, you put the puzzle together the longer you're there. If you take a week off work, you really, you know, start putting and, it together and me and joel were talking about that last night on what we figured out was like the deer i shot last night and how we've been seeing these deer you know so i mean it's it, right and so you know like i'll use whatever i get if i got somewhere i want to hunt if it means i need to take my truck and put it in four-wheel drive and go somewhere or if i go you know the big thing that initially got me on the boat was i kind of enjoyed hunting off of a boat we squirrel hunted off of a boat when i was a kid and it was just something a lot of people didn't do, but now it's like everybody does it because of the honest truth, like Duck Dynasty, I think like really ramped up the duck scene and that got people yeah. <clears throat> on the water hunting more than they ever. Well, and you see the hunting public guys and, oh, yeah. you know, they're all water access on a lot of their shows right. for sure. And I didn't even know they existed till last year. Somebody really? Like, <laughs> they're so much fun to guys. watch. And, and now I'm yeah. like, oh man, they're awesome. And I learn all the time from them. Of, yeah. I'd say those guys are experts compared to, oh yeah, you know me but yeah yeah they seem like well they've been in the industry well they'll admit they make mistakes all the time. well yeah but also if you go back and and you watch like previous years and watch four or five years of episodes they're not hunting as much new ground as 
you originally think because you're oh, like, yeah. oh, you know. It, but then if you go back and start watching them, you know, like the marsh areas that they go, you start to recognize. You're, you're like, hunting. oh yeah, no, they've they've hunted here before. And now I think enough people have figured it out. Like this year, a lot of their episodes they've referenced when you know so and so back in 2019 shot a buck right here. So they're hunt they're, they're like us, you yeah. know, they're hunting the same public that we hunt. It's not like they're breaking ground all the time and hunting right, right. new new places all the time. Oh, yeah. Shoot, what they did that helped me was realize I don't have to spend thousands of dollars on camo. Those jokers hunt. <laughs> oh, right? they just, yeah. They're like, I'll Look just wear Ted. my plaid shit and call yeah. it a day. Go to the Goodwill and get you some old. <laughs> but I'm the same way. Camouflage I mean, BDUs. I hunt a pair of brown Carhartt pants all the, a lot. Yeah. If it's not freezing cold. Right. And, and if it is cold, you just turn the heater on in the truck and... Well, You're good to go. Throw the I can do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I guess work and all has really helped me. But the biggest thing work, like, really helped me is getting, like, very intricate with maps. And, like, I make – that's part of my job sometimes to physically make a map from data somebody collected or we collect data, and I have to go find the best imagery to give to our client. And something that's neat, like Florida's got this, Mississippi, almost all – a lot of states – have different kind of imagery out there, but a lot of DOTs have uh, aerial photography, and it's way better than um, anything Google Earth or Bing or whoever has it. And so that's like a big starting point because you're looking at something that's high resolution that, you, and it's all based on like pixel values or whatever, like three inch orthos or six inch or even a twelve inch. So a pixel is a you know a twelve inch spot on the ground if they say it's like a twelve inch ortho or whatever. And so you're looking at something that's pretty high res compared to satellite photography and it's almost free in every state to you know if you pick an area and you just have to do a little research of like kentucky free imagery or whatever and you can start finding that stuff and so you know as we're talking about the the maps and whatnot and like the different e-scouting and so like i'll look at stuff in google earth and maybe it's somewhere i've walked before that i've walked and i saw something interesting and that was set it apart a transition or a woodline change or maybe it's a little ridge or something that so I start looking at it in Google Earth, and I go, well, I like that. I killed a deer here, you know, had good signs. So then I start exhausting every piece of imagery I can find until I can find something that's identifiable in that actual image. That, And so, like, that's something you can use, like, some, depending on the types of trees you're at. Like, you know, pine trees, they don't typically lose the uh, actual needles right. around mm-hmm. here. You know, like, in evergreens, any of the evergreens don't or whatever. Well, oak trees... A lot of them lose them, but not all the oak trees here. Like a lot of water oaks will still have their leaves, and same with live oaks. So if you're looking at trying to, like, find oak trees or something like that, you can go to some leaf-off imagery and start looking at it. You know, so white oaks are going to drop all theirs by, like, end of November, first frost. They're all gone. So if you're hunting white oaks or whatever they are in our area, I know there's some that are, like, swamp oaks or maybe post oaks. Yeah, different ones. They, They drop, and so you can start identifying, going, well, pine tree, pine tree okay there's a batch of trees here that you know don't fit this that then you just go walk it i always go walk anything i you know e-scout but if if you've got things that you're keen to and there's like certain things i'm always looking for of like say if you go to a river or whatever you're trying to find a certain patch of high ground there's only certain things that grow on that because the the vegetation doesn't grow the same in different places or whatever and that's anywhere in the country it's yeah that That isn't just privy to you know, here, and the same with the pine trees and things like that. That's like that all over the place. You can go hunt them down and whatnot. It's just around here, it's easier to identify pines and oaks first. 
you go to Kentucky, there's a lot less pine trees, or West Virginia, right. there might be some pine trees, but it, it's primarily some kind of oak or gum tree. There's a, a podcast that I listen to, and I don't know which one it is off the top of my head, but one of the hosts, he do, that's what he does for a living, same thing that you do. And so he kind of goes into that about, and of course, like in Ohio, it's you got way more hardwoods than right. you do pines. And, and he said, depending on when the imagery was taken, you can look at the coloration. And oh, I yes. guess by them, they know that like a, a dark, I th- I'm trying to remember how he said it, a dark brown leaf does not drop acorns. So it, uh, it's, it's a hardwood, but doesn't have, have acorns on it. And it's the lighter colored uh, oak hardwoods that you see those are going to be your what's acorn producing i i don't remember okay god i'm just interested in that kind of stuff yeah I, actual it, stuff for finding different uh like tree identif not tree identification but uh vegetation identification there's stuff called multi-spectral hyperspectral yep. imagery which you wouldn't want to pay to you would spend like thirty thousand dollars yeah and he said and, and he <laughs> was like acres but hey joe you gonna pay for it depending <laughs> on where you're at what, right. what area you're looking at the the imagery is better he says when you get into a more hev- heavily terrained uh territory the the imagery is better because because of the slopes and stuff like that they have to get in there deeper or right. you know i don't i don't know the verbiage for that but um yeah, so they anyway. There's stuff for doing that. I didn't. Re- I never thought about the actual leaf thing because I'm just hunting oak tree, pine tree, looking for something you know different. Hardwoods. Yeah. If so I'm do hunting you... in Florida or South Alabama or even like you know South Georgia is that same way, or even Mississippi. If like you if you find like a little island of a clump of oaks, a little oak hammock or something, do you find that deer tend to move? to those i mean uh, do you pinpoint? if that's uh, what i think the food is in that you right. know area or depending on browse because you know it kind of varies on and we'll for this sake i'll just say you know anywhere like up here in the panhandle like any of the management areas are primarily pine trees and yeah. right. on a river they're all area. all well, timber management. some of the rivers have pine trees along the rivers and mm-hmm. things like that and so that's a you know there's browse and i've talked to biologists about you know is there enough food or whatever and they always tell me that there's plenty of browse. We go out there and identify the browse line and stuff like that. It's just not browse that makes 200-pound deer. Right. Right. I mean, that's where we struggle in... They can eat anything. Right. So you can go up north and you find those those food sources. A feed tree is, uh, you know, they'll refer, uh, a feed tree. There may only be so many oaks that are dropping, and maybe there's no briar patches where we can set where we're at in just long needle pines and not an oak tree for 20 miles and watch a deer everywhere. Yeah. The deer will just feed and feed and you'll see them picking the tops of those green bars. Yeah, they'll feed 360 degrees around where, I mean, there there's food everywhere. Out yeah. There. Just not. Yeah. I mean, so there's a, a, a smorgasbord of food available for deer in and, this area. And that's what the, f- the first four deer that came in on me yesterday afternoon, they were eating green briar and leftover acorns that was on the ground. And they, I mean, and they didn't leave me the whole entire time until I pulled the trigger the first time. Right. So ran them all. They said, out. "Oh crap!" I did. Here. Ran them all off, and then the other one. Scared came. of a bullet just whizzing by him, Hell not yeah. making contact at all. Yeah. <laughs> Damn no close. <laughs> warning shot. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was just warning that one. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> give you another year. <clears throat> yeah. To like you know back to the oak thing, I'm always looking for 
oak trees, but with something that is kind of interesting. Like my property at my house has a lot of oak trees, very little pines other than what's in the bottom. But they they won't eat. They don't eat off of every oak tree. There's right. like particulars, and like I've read about fertilizing. I just I probably should pick a tree, fertilize it, and see. But I've seen that particular, you know, places you go on a an oak flat of even in a swamp or on a hillside, and they will go to one tree and eat. Yeah, and the other and trees will have all look the same. And I don't know what the it's got to be something with sweet. Same as my horses will go to certain spots in the pasture, and they'll eat the fire out of it. And then other places they yeah. on, even though I fertilize in lime and it all right. looks the same. All looks the same to us, but to them there's something different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could that pH level that's in the soil. I could right. take you to to some trees now that's got acorns on the ground that that had acorns on the ground from last year. They just rot. You even know? the hogs aren't eating it. Yeah, yeah. Or the just, squirrels. Yeah. And now something I've always been told, and this is, I think about this because I, you know, squirrel hunting, not so much anymore. But I take my daughter some now. She and enjoys that because it's something you low profile and she can talk and right whatever but like you know if you think about your honey holes for deer there's typically squirrels there and you're typically loaded in squirrels if it's a place that there's you know a lot of deer and i never really clicked that until my dad well, that about that luke day. or uh fresh i told joel that this yep. year jake jake brought that up on when we had him was, on was look for yep. you know pay attention to the squirrels he says if you see a bunch of squirrels on a shelf you know that's got fresh right. acorns. You, that's where you that's where the deer are gonna feed. Yeah, yeah. I never. My dad and I. So like, my dad listened to some like Duck Dynasty podcasts and things like that. And so, and he, I hunt primarily with my dad and amateurs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just learn stuff that it's. I've seen them hundreds and hundreds of times, and I always taught myself how to squirrel hunt where I deer hunt sometimes because I'm like, well, I don't want to ruin my deer hunt, and I try to not even unless I think it's going to be good to go in there and bow hunt. Like, I don't even set foot in some of the places, depending on the area and where I think I might kill one, or historically when I kill them, I won't set foot certain places till January, other than go set a camera out and yeah. look. But I sit there and watch 10 or 15 squirrels at a time and go, man, I could waylay you guys. <laughs> right. to. You wait till muzzleloader in, I'll be back. <laughs> now, of, course, of course, when you're deer hunting... You're like, oh, I wish those son of a bitches would go on, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, because the whole time you're you're moving your head, you're like, oh, there he is. You're turning, looking up. Uh, damn, my safety damn fifteen squirrel. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then when you go to try and shoot the squirrels, there ain't no squirrels there. Right. That's it. But it's a you know it's a good I don't know learning thing on it. But as with you know using all these resources, I feel like I learn every time. And then you know you scout and scout and scout. And even when I'm sitting in the stand, sometimes I see a deer walk by and I see one walk somewhere I've never seen, and so I'm pull up my phone and I start looking at what I got on my phone to look at and go, well, I already crossed here. Where's he heading? Or where was right. he coming from? Right. Yeah. What is it? And then look at the top and I sometimes I'll be like, oh, there's a train change right there that I'm not visually seeing. Yeah. We, you know, my, we kind of found that, or at least this transition. is what we, we thought we figured it out anyway, that it seems like when we find rub lines or scrape lines or trails, they're walking those same um, topo lines. Yeah. Right. Like on a topo map, it, it almost Those follows contour lines, yeah. Yeah, I've never thought about that, but that's deer in swamps, high ground. They have like trails, and I saw this. I've seen this real heavy, like in what would be like heavy hills, not really mountainous. But I, we saw this a bunch in Kentucky last year, like you know, on the sides of saddles and stuff like that. Like the deer trail, y'all talking about? It's at a certain elevation, and it it wraps, and then they might decide they're going to cross the little valley, and then goes down, and it goes up to a certain side. Yeah, I think I, we. And I don't know so if that's for wind and smelling, but. They're doing something that they like that elevation. Right. That's how a lot of it was in Ohio. They would 
there was a bench down from a saddle and they'd walk on that bench or they'd go right up over the middle of the saddle and go to the next bench. Right. Well, we kind of figured out the whole contour lines using Onyx and tracking ourselves as you're doing it. Uh-huh. And, you know, you, as you run up on the scrape, you mark it and rub, you mark it. And then you look at it and our trail is right on the transition line. You know, like or a, a contour line. A contour line. That, yeah. That's what Joel found with his because he's got so many pins. He marks every rub. And then if you physically, you're not doing anything one day and you just, let me pull up my map and look. And you start noticing, you put the contour it, lines on the map and you start noticing rub lines, scrape lines. Yeah, and they follow. Trails are it, on those contour lines. I'm sure it's got to do with scent and safety and what they, there's something yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, something. The thermals. And where the thermals like roll through right. there and, yeah. Yeah. That's that's something I never even thought about in terms it's, of like, but it makes sense in terms of I can think historically how I see deer walk different places I hunt mm-hmm. and go, that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So th- this is something, that six point that I killed <clears throat> the other week. So it's pretty flat right there, but there's one contour line that kind of splits the section, and that is exactly where that buck walked. So if I he, were... When he crossed. If I was to... To like, if I pull up where where my pin is, where I set yesterday evening, I set on a contour line, not not purposely. I mean, that was the tree I picked. I set on a contour line, and where that big buck come through was the next contour line line below me. Yep. And, and so on Onyx, they're twenty twenty yards or twenty feet apart. Ten foot. Is it ten foot it, on it Onyx? It depends on your setting. So oh, you can not get less than that on my. But anyways, y'all or are probably more. better experts than me. I just started using Onyx. <laughs> I don't. We use Hunt Stand. They use. Yeah, I I'll use Hunt Stand. And it shows. That's all I ever used. We kill deer. And <laughs> <laughs> it's because of Hunt Stand. We just kill. We kill bigger. We kill bigger deer, just not as many hold, deer. Hold on a second. <laughs> y'all y'all get you, quality you, not, to feed. Don't the, don't the fact <laughs> the fact that you need Hunt Stand to go set. In a shooting house <laughs> over a feeder <laughs> tells me a lot. Actually, actually, your, I do your, use it on my private property, even though it's only eighty acres. I still use it just because of the three hills that's on that property and where they come off on my neighboring property. So I know where they're coming from. What contour line leads to the feeder? <laughs> hey, right now there ain't no bucks coming to the feeder. It's just the does. The bucks are actually skirting it on a contour oh, line. So, so here, here, uh, the contour lines in Florida are at ten. But when we were the ones in Ohio, and I'm going to look, I think the ones in Ohio were they're at, at twenty. Were at twenty, and maybe because they were stacked they're, up. They're stacked it, yeah. up. It's twenty to <laughs> eight hundred feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were like, that looks really good up there. It's a shame. But I'm not, I'm not going, going up there. <laughs> yeah. I tried hunting flat ground up there, but there ain't no flat ground up there. No. Yeah. No, it was tough. It was definitely a. Yeah, it was a so bit humbling. It's twenty. It's twenty up there. Yeah. So, it, so it goes from eight hundred ten here. Yeah, and ten here. So I think it depends on on how steep a terrain because if you're going every ten feet, it would right. just be a, a solid, solid line. Tour lines. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. They're pulling. Are y'all familiar with quad maps? No. no. Okay. Well, they're quadrangle maps. If it ain't something old we ain't. topo maps or whatever that you can get them from the seventies and before of the entire U.S. But they they'll be. I don't remember how big they are. They're over a square mile they cover, but they're on, I think, 10-foot contour intervals. And they just got latitude, longitudes on them. And so, like, anyways, you can use it just for – it's another resource that's old and been around, and then they get updated and whatnot as there's new data available. They've been doing them a long time. But, anyways, it's a good way to 
scout something on a map. You can go download them for free, get PDFs of them. But I suspect that's where Onyx and people like that pull right. their data because there's people collecting data. Like Florida's a good state that uh, DOT is actually paying for counties to be flown through some statewide different programs that they're flying with LIDAR data collecting topographic data on the entire state. It just, yep. depending on what county you're in, depends on the year. So there's a lot more stuff like... For the five of us that are dumb, what is LIDAR data? I've, Light detection and ranging. Yeah, I've seen that on TV. So it bounces down and... Yeah, can, so y'all seen Surveyor on the side of the road. He's got his total station. If yep. you're, they're if not making fun of DOT people, but like people are like, oh, the DOT people are the ones with the umbrellas, whatever. Not always, <laughs> but anyway. You'll see somebody <laughs> sitting out there with an the umbrella. So that's a total station... You know, so it has a known position. It all actually, so that it's sitting on a known position. It's looking back behind it on at something that's got another known position. So it's created a baseline at an. It, realistically, it's an azimuth, and so you you're and, or you're holding a bearing, and you've got elevations on it, and so it's got a laser, and so it knows what my baseline is and how what I've turned my angle off, and so you know there's 360 degrees in a circle, so it's whatever angle distance and then whatever slope distance they can measure a single point lidar is a sensor that is similar to that but it's you can do it with stationary stuff that you're on a known point but they're, they're typically called like scanners and they have you know i'm trying to think the best way to describe this so it is a sensor that it'll have a mirror and a prism in it that's rotating and it's collecting anywhere from like a hundred to a million points a second and so like we've got a, a terrestrial one, which means it sits still at our office that I could set it up in here and scan us. And if we all sit still, you're going to see the microphones. You're going to see these little uh, Velcro straps around all of um, this foam around all this. Right. You, you would see, you'd be able to pick up your lens frame because it'll pick up millimeter worth of stuff. Now, the stuff on planes isn't picking up millimeter. It's picking up, you know, like, Depending on the sensor and whatnot, it, it, it's enough to, you probably wouldn't see the grout in the tiles, but like on a roadway, it'll pick up striping. They can see the striping, edge of pavement. And so anyways, different states pay for their stuff to be flown. And so like there's a lot more stuff flown like east of here. You get over to like Tallahassee, big city areas and things like that. I haven't looked at Okaloosa County in a while. Um there's a lot of stuff in Miami, Ocala, Orlando, all those places. They're constantly flying it and getting data. But anyways, DOT's got a little resource. You can go, you can draw a little box, and they'll tell you what year data they have, and you can go download it. And then you can download contour data, and then they'll have contour intervals. You can pick what interval you want. So, like, I'll go download something at one-foot contours if I'm trying to find a one-foot change, you know, that, to find something that's just minor, like if you're hunting a swamp or something. And that could be but, enough. But, but a lot of that, that can make the difference in seeing deer and not seeing deer. That's right. Uh, in terms of, there's swamps anyway. Being there's underwater and Eglin not. That, that can be bowls or whatever that yep. flood. It's like that on Eglin, Blackwater. You go to Conecuh, Blue Springs, anywhere in the country that's got some kind of bowl or swamp. Water runs downhill, it drains, it goes into a low spot, and you see low spots all the time. But there could be a little hump out there that's, different than everything else and deer like to bed places they're safe for feed or there's like my creek is this way there's little high spots at my house that are half a foot higher than everything else and seems to be that's where stuff walks better they you know they like that better than the other stuff and it's not as you know mucky but that resource allows you to just 
you draw a little box, you pick the file format, and, and uh, y'all just remind me sometime, and I can get you a link to the website or whatever. But there's there's file formats are figured out that you can run in Google Earth, your standard Google Earth on your computer that's not savvy to a surveyor with, you know, $30,000 in different softwares our company, you know, has. And then there's some free software out there for uh, loading that information in or different orthophotography. Because I go download DOT imagery, and they've got, like, Florida's, once again, a, a good example that they've got a lot of different, like, 2016 imagery in our county. they got 2019 in our county. And then others counties go towards Tallahassee they have it almost every year and stuff like that and so you can eventually like hit the nail on the head of a good leaf off or something like that or look at it in the what it looks like in the summertime to see a bunch of leaves and then look at it without and so yeah it's anyways and then you, and I found like you go on the county website for tax oh it's the, great that's that was one of my <laughs> yeah, times too is the tax maps because they're more they're they seem to be more current than right than Google Earth because Google Earth at my house it's it's from like 10 years ago, 12 right. years ago, you know, but and as you as you zoom out or zoom in, it changes. Right. Like the the if you zoom elevations. out elevations, yeah, the higher up you go, the the newer it is. And so if I'm at like I, I don't know, didn't even look at to see how high up the the picture was from or the image was from, but 500 feet. No, we'll say that. Yeah, they're shooting yeah. different resolution imagery and stuff like that. It's something that's more like just widespread, but you zoom in, you wouldn't be able to, you know, yeah, right. see you can't anything. see anything. So, so like one of the things, like with uh, uh, Hunt Stand, Onyx, both are very, they're they're not zoom friendly. Like you, you zoom in, you get to a certain point on those it's that is just pixelated to right. shit. That's you just can't the tell. quality of the imagery, right? So if if we would you would you just recommend using Google Earth on your on your? Yeah, uh, I mean, I use Google Earth. I like my Onyx because it has a lot of leaf off, um, and it shows if you're hunting certain land, like we'll say Blackwater. It there's private it property you, mixed yeah, in, I like the right? And then it yeah. gives you tim- timber harvest. Right. Information, crop rotations, right. you know, all that. But so, but what for for the most up to date? What would you recommend? I actually just go look at them all. I know <laughs> that's not the best answer, but like I'll I almost always start with Google Earth unless I'm sitting in my tree stand because I don't like like if I'm sitting around my house or whatever in or in Oklahoma County I don't like the current Google Earth imagery that my phone has right so what, what I'm looking at so I'll go to if you're setting at home on my iPhone if and look at that if I'm in my tree stand if, if you're yeah. setting at home let's say this is July August you're looking doing east scouting deciding on where you're going to go what what web resources are you going to use I'll start with Google Earth and that um and depending on what the terrain is, if I'm looking for something specific, I'll determine what year I want to look at. And so if it's somewhere new, I've never been. And like you can sometimes see this in Okaloosa County, they'll have, it was only like half the county was on a certain year and then the other half was done another time. And so that was absolutely worthless. And so I had to go back to 2007 to find some imagery to hunt down something I like. But I always start with Google because you've got about 25 years of usable imagery. Um and so that's really great for trying to find roads. That, and it's pretty easy to navigate through. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. simple. And then I'll usually follow up with Bing as a normal go-to because they 
they won't always have their like credit source easily seen to know when the imagery is, but it's most likely in the last five years, but it is almost always different than they're buying it from somebody else probably and stuff like that, that they're putting it up, but it's something different. And I don't go look on like Yahoo or whatever, but Bing's a, a good one that I like their imagery. And then, uh, if I'm really want to get interested in a spot, then I'll start looking at the property appraiser. And I do that a lot as it is if you're looking at management because you want to look at what's private around you. And it, if y'all don't know this, uh, like if you're on the actual desktop version, you can go like our property appraiser and a lot of them in the U.S. are done by this company called Schneider Corporation. And uh, they put all the information together, but you can... Sorry, I got too far away. <laughs> so on property appraisers, it's a lot done by Schneider Corporation, but Florida, and I think a lot of Alabama's this way, our property appraisers are free to download those lot lines. I wouldn't go argue that you weren't trespassing from it, but it does a good job to show your intent that you weren't trying to trespass, that well, I downloaded, you can download a Google Earth KMZ file, and then you can email that to yourself, put it on your phone, and that's a, I used to, I used to handheld GPS and Google Earth on my phone or just in my memory for up until I broke my GPS last year with all my stuff in it and had to, <laughs> I decided to go on <laughs> had it. Had to start over. Have you ever used, uh, was it called GIA? What is it? GIA GPS, G-A-I-A GPS. It's a, it's a app. Oh, I got, I've got that app. No, I've never used that. And depending on where it's at, you can, like, a lot of places use it for, like, we, during the off season, we ride side by sides. We, Right, you know, go to Tennessee and whatnot, and what have you. But you can, di- like, go to like a Facebook page, and they'll have a file. You can uh, download that file to your phone, upload it into into that, so and it's got trails and stuff like that on it. Yeah, so you can you can you can map it out yourself. Oh, and then dump it in there, and then everybody can use it. Oh, that's really cool. Y'all should do that with your hunting spots, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, people would love that. Yeah. Guys that do <laughs> overlanding shit and go yes. out four wheeling out, you know, just taking their shitty beat up trucks and them side by sides and Toyota guys. That's right. That's all the Toyota is. It's just a big side by side. With heat, cost a lot stuff. of fucking money. <laughs> Some side by side, even cost the nineteen nineties cost money right now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's my that's my concern is if if they end up my. My fiance was in a head-on collision oh. at like two thirty today, and uh, they end up totaling the truck out. And that was not really the best time to go buy a new truck. Yeah, they're hard no. to find. I'm you know, it's very inflated among other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. diesel. So, but so back to the yeah, the on the maps. The, I try to just look as much as everything. But the property appraisers, I do like them because you're talking about they got different years and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whatnot, and so I'll turn the different years on because there's, I'll find something that I really like and start looking around at. But then I'll also download and look at whatever you know private ownerships around there. Not necessarily to reach out to people, but so I I feel like if I ended up for trespassing somewhere, it would look very bad on me as being a licensed surveyor. That would be bad. <laughs> yeah. If you That's didn't know where job. you were at, <laughs> right? And so I've always tried to do due diligence that if somebody found out I was familiar in land surveying or position at work, you know, that they would be like, you know, better than this, you know? Right. right. And so I've always wanted to take it on myself to download as much as possible as I can to be prepared, which 
you know, Onyx or HuntStand, whatever has property appraiser information, that that really helps you on staying better because you obviously don't be like, well, my Onyx said the, you know, the property line's 20 feet over this way, so I crossed the fence anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, but right. it just shows you've done good due diligence to staying out of your where you shouldn't be same as the Venza maps or whatever, like on Eglin. Yep. Yep. And it came in handy up in Ohio, like just for scouting reasons, driving around because it's so, so sporadic throughout public land that, you know, you could, you might find that little sliver of public that you can get between two chunks of private to get to a bigger. Right. Most of the time is a hilltop. That's, that's a fact. (laughs) What's that? You can ask people like, I don't do that so much. I don't like knocking on doors or whatever, but a the, the good friend of mine I went to college, he does like a turkey tour every year and goes to some different states with people, and they just go bang on doors when they find birds in the field. They just knock on a door, and they get told no half the time and the other half right. the time. You know, in the Midwest, people don't, like, they don't. It's Yeah, you, you do like, that down here, it. and people are like, hey, get the hell out of here. I know. Man. Those are my turkeys. I feed them, or either my brother hunts them. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, up there, it seems like I've had friends that went up Hunter, Missouri, and over the years, they'd just be out grocery shopping, and somebody start talking to them about hunting, and they're like, hey, I got a you know big old field behind the house. You're welcome to come out and, like, well, I that, think that never happens. That was like back in the day, if you wanted some property in Alabama, you'd go up there and find somebody that's got property. You Man, I'll bring you some, however much mullet you want to uh, bring yeah. up to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mullet and they would jump on it, and you had that lease until they started figuring out. These other people will pay money for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mullet, and don't then it's gone. And some some of the best land you ever hunted. Well, that's how we did in Union Springs, and I hunted up there. Mm-hmm. You'd have to take two to three hundred pounds of mullet every other week up there. Yeah, but you had prime hunting land too. You did absolutely. A friend of mine had a good piece of property that way for a long time. That they knocked on a door and yeah. offered them seafood. Then they got to hunt it for about five years to them. Turkey yeah. hunt it to themselves and just waylay birds. You know, they go kill their two and no problem but so, so, oh, so can you at some point that like if you could give us some of the the websites you use and free ones then we can when you put this out and we can yeah, post that I've, I've been trying to write them down as he, yeah, as he some them convoluted that it's not like even me when i go back to it even though i've been there before i'll either have to go in my history or re google search and i'll have to hit about four or five links and re-navigate because some of the websites that it'll you'll say you're clicking the right thing it'll say hey we have this information but there's nowhere to get to it there that you gotta right it's just buried in there right because the average person isn't going to dot's website to look for imagery or whatever (laughs) or lidar data and stuff like that to download but yeah absolutely it's a i really started doing the lidar thing on my own this year like really trying to like i forgot about that it was there until I put together a preliminary survey for somebody the other day that they wanted a conceptual to figure out where they wanted to clear something. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have public aerial data. I'll go try to download it, did it, and saw that they even had one-foot contours and was like, I can put this to work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Florida's good. I I really harp on that, but Florida's a lot better than a lot of other states on things being free. Uh, The imagery is free a lot of places, but like Kentucky, a lot of property appraiser information. You can look at it if it's online, but you can't go like click download Google Earth KMZ file. They charge you for it. You got to go pay a subscription fee tool right. and stuff like that. And then some like there's a lot of counties and states, especially like rural areas that are good to hunt. Their stuff's not online as we've done workplaces that you got to go to a courthouse to figure out who housed 
has what to an extent stuff's online because the, they're inventorying it and stuff but they're selling that stuff to people like onyx and stuff like that but it's just still not general public information I'm actually yeah, don't want that in mississippi right now the more popular this kind of stuff becomes the harder it's going to be to get it for free right you know especially when they know they can sell it to to onyx to hunt stand to Caltopo, to yeah spartan and, forge you know and some of it's the like this the counties like you know where we're at in a lot of florida florida's pretty good on money and stuff like that that but you go to like there's a lot of real poor states you go to alabama Virginia, alabama louisiana <laughs> mississippi they're alabama poor. yeah alabama's <laughs> poor but like they don't have elaborate property appraisers because there might only be a thousand people you know, in, their in, in that county, whatever. yeah. Right. And so there is no large need for a nice online resource because they don't need it. Right. And the tax money is not there to put it together. One of the ones I'm dealing with in Mississippi, they've got one guy that works for a bunch of different counties or whatever, and that he puts together the information. And they do have some stuff that's online, but the county doesn't pay to maintain it. They or don't maintain in, you know, in-house or whatever, like a lot of counties are. They, they're subbing it out to other people and whatnot that anyways but it's just so we're kind of fortunate on some of our resources in the southeast i would say so so how have you put all this together to be successful in okay. your deer hunting well first spotlight and corn go a long ways <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an outlaw joel. <laughs> that's joel's buddy right there oh my goodness <laughs> i told you not to tell him that <laughs> <laughs> so um you know, always boots on the ground is, like, as good as it gets. But, like, a lot of the good deer I've killed, some of it's, like, luck. And then some of it's, as y'all, I mean, you can have a, a good buck on camera and you have them on camera all the time and you go sit there and you never see them. And it's, the maybe the wind's not right or they're betting close to where you're at. And you just don't, there's just thousands of it's unknown. It's the story of my know. season. And that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. And that's how I feel this year. I've got bucks on camera all the time at different places and I show up and, it just rained and that's not good for the area or whatever if it just rained or whatever or if i'm hunting on a river it just flooded the stinking thing that they're not walking there anymore because it's underwater and they don't i mean they're not afraid of the water but they do not want to you know they have no reason to walk out there and chest eat water on their little loop unless, like normal. They, unless they absolutely have to right so and what about this this big boat that you killed in the last couple of years did you use your maps to find out Actually, where he was that, at or how to hunt him, or was it just a... I, don't I didn't know. have that deer on camera, anything. That was actually the first time ever hunting that particular area that I went over there and did a little bit of scouting. I did do a little bit of e-scouting, but not in... I tried to look to figure some things out, but it was mainly I was just trying to figure out how I could get around, and I really couldn't get around like I wanted to, but I jumped a bunch of deer over there when I was scouting, and so I just said... Okay, well, I jumped a bunch of deer. I saw some good buck sign. And so I thought, well, that that counts for something. And so, and, and I knew the area was good. I I had been there, you know, before and friends had hunted in the particular, but that particular vicinity, I just, it was just 100% blind. So I went over there, put a canoe in the water and it was like 28 degrees that morning and anyways and it just you know foggy it just wasn't necessarily i almost talked myself out of even though like i'd put the canoe in the water and was going to go hunt and almost talked myself out of it because i was just nervous of 
hunting. I've hunted out of a canoe and stuff before, but anyways, it was just twenty eight degrees. Degrees, degrees. You fall and out, you of, fall out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you so like freeze. now, I have I wear a life jacket every time, and you just because if you're by yourself, nobody's helping you, right? No. You know, and if you're a mile from the truck, nobody's coming fast, and if you're in woods, no you're not getting back coming. fast either. That's right. So like I tote matches and fire t- starter stuff on me that by God, I'm gonna set some woods on fire to get you know heated <laughs> up because there's no. A mile is a long ways to walk, you know, through some thick. Well, because it it woods. may not even be a straight line in, in a river right. swamp. Yeah, yeah, you may have to walk three quarters of a mile to go around a slough. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you might end up walking a mile from the truck or wherever you right or front or parked at, but it might take you six miles to get back. Right. Oh, I know. And it, yeah. And so that particular deer, like I, the honest God truth. I won't ever say where I killed him or anything like that. And there's about 10 different stories I've told people of like, you know, where (laughs) even what county I shot him in or what, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, I just sat that morning and I got out to climb and I had, you know, kind of looked at a map and I had been near where I was climbing and I had it in my mind where I was going to sit. And I got there and I was on an island. I got out of my canoe and walked like 20 foot and the sun's starting to crack and I hit water and was like, oh no, I've messed up. I, what I thought was a big chunk of land was not. And I was like, well, I jumped a bunch of deer down here. There was buck sign around in just this area. I'm just going to climb a tree. And all then I was just thinking about when am I going to get down and take a nap? Because I just was thinking this is <laughs> the most stupid sit I've ever <laughs> Done. that's when you see him that most right. times i said why am i even sitting here this is dumb as heck and, and so i hadn't been there 20 minutes four points when a slew came on a little you know tiny you know like the size of this house island <laughs> walked by got in the water and went on and thought okay well that's you know that's a good sign i just saw a deer I wasn't even going to see anything today. You know, <laughs> might as well be fishing sitting in that tree, right? Considering I can see my canoe, I, it's literally like twenty yards from my tree because I didn't go very far. I sat a little bit longer, saw another deer swim the slough that was by me. I was like, okay, well, this is you know. And it was also a doe day weekend, and so I was near some private land, and they were lighting it up on whacking does <laughs> and stuff. That they were just smoking them that morning. I was thinking, well, this really, you know, that kind of just you know, it's mentally in your mind. You hear somebody else shoot, and you're like, oh, "It's disturbed the woods." And I don't bother. And it don't, that, that's it, right. It doesn't. So I sat for a while without deer, and then had a batch of does come by me, and they didn't. They didn't come close, but I could tell it was does. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm seeing some deer. I'll try to sit all at least till lunch, maybe a little bit longer or whatever. Just you know, they're moving, and and I done put a canoe in the water and paddled a long ways to get there. That like, anyway, so. Sat for a while, and after those does came through, about 20 minutes later, I heard something else coming. And I looked behind me, and it was kind of flooded where I was. And I could see deer splashing, and I could see it's got rack, a rack on it. And I thought, all right. Well, I was thinking, he's going to go the same way those does did and not come within like 100 yards of me. And he started to kind of do that. But he got just close enough that I could see he had a big set of G2s that I was like, whatever it takes to do, if I think i got to shoot between – you know, two little limbs that are an inch apart. I'm going to make this 308 <laughs> sling. So as he got where he was kind of going to cut away from me, I grunted at him, and he halted. And that sucker stood there for like... And he's in water. Mixed water and land. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
And so I couldn't tell if he was on land or on water at that part, but I sat for like 10 minutes and I thought, okay, he must be on land and just walked off because it was thick. It's not like I was just watching this thing come because if that sucker was in 200 yards, I would have, you know, and stood still and I could see him. I just smoked him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't hunt with a bow or a muzzleloader unless I'm forced to. Because <laughs> you will watch them walk by. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a story of their life already. <laughs> That's a fact. So that deer, I sat there and, want, you know, waited and waited. And I kind of had like a window picked out of like, I've got his attention. If he just turns slightly, I'm going to bust him. I waited and waited, never moved, and I thought, dang, I guess he slipped off. I better bleed at him and see if I can get his attention. And and a little backpedal here is I went to Missouri last year, and that was my first good interaction with calling deer. Like, you can call them here and stuff, oh, yeah. but up there, the eight-point I shot and didn't find, I grunted him. He was probably 300 yards away, and I started grunting and bleating at him and got him in a seven-point to come from 300 yards to 20, and me screwed up. Right. And, <laughs> and the uh-huh. friend I went with, you know, he – rattled a bunch and stuff and he would rattle in bucks every day and some days he'd rattle in the same buck twice and so it just it kind of gave me some confidence that you know even though it's not necessarily successful so much in the southeast that like if you find that one buck that wants to fight he will come no matter what and so except here you can't see 300 yards in those places (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i was looking across i could see a crp field where that deer in missouri was and so i couldn't even tell it was a you know, a nice buck. I just see that. I think that's a buck out there because I don't hold right. binos and stuff. Yeah, I probably should, but I'm with you. But so, anyways, that all right. Deer, so back to your story. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so I kind of had a little confidence in that. So I bleated at him, and here I am. I'm thinking he's done left, and he takes a step, and he's been standing in the same spot. I'm guessing eyeballing and probably trying to scent me the whole time. You know, whatever deer. If you ever grunt one in or something like that, you'll notice they're licking their lip, uh, mm. their nose and stuff like that, and they'll usually circle you. They never come straight to you unless they're just absolutely fired up. And so I picked a window on that deer, and I said, oh, I'm going to smoke him right here. Well, he walked and never walked into it. Not, so I didn't know what happened. Then I heard him start hitting some water and leave, and I was like, man, I just screwed this up. And it, he ain't coming back. He has no reason to. If the grunt didn't entice him and the – the bleat, and so anyways, I've got a set of rattling horns there, and I'm thinking, now what, whatever, what, yep. what, what right. does it matter at this point or whatever, you know? Yeah. I've rattled in other deer and killed them, and it didn't, it were rattled and seen does five minutes later, it doesn't really matter. So I was thinking rattled, and I had a, I'd climbed an oak tree, and there was a small one right next to me, and so um, something I'd seen those hunting public guys do, and this is like, I just literally started watching them, is like, they make a pile of racket when oh, they yeah. rattle, and I'd never thought about that, of like yeah. enticing the fight scene of, or you're grunting and bleeding and stuff like that. And that's really like setting up the scenario for what it really is. And so I rattled and made all kinds of noise, hitting limbs and stuff like that in the tree by me. And all of a sudden I hear... How far away was the deer when you were doing that? I have no idea. Okay. I had just heard him get in the water and leave, and I couldn't see or have any visualization. And by I see, I mean, when I see this deer, I'm glimpsing him that I didn't even know he was... I knew he was a buck that I would shoot. Like it, but how it, far was he when you saw him? He was probably a hundred yards. Oh, okay, and but in a river swamp or in a bottom, it's thick. It's hard to tell. In a right, and so I just could see he had massive G twos or what I thought was big G twos because I've shot a bunch of deer that have their head up and they ground shrink. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that deer <clears throat> come running back to me, just crashing through the swamp, and I thought, 
okay, well, I'm at least getting him to come look at me. He might get downwind of me, but I'm at least, like, setting myself up. And Sat Joker swam this slough to another. There was, like, just a batch of sloughs because the water was high. But he swam and got on, like, a piece and got probably about 70 yards from me. And he went up to, like, a six-inch oak tree. And I could just barely see his body, but I could see the top of that tree shaking. And I knew I'd pissed him off that, you know, if he was at that point that he's come, that I've seen him do that before. And, like, my some of my friends have seen it as well as you'll rattle one in and they'll come up to you and they'll start tearing up a tree before mm-hmm. they come to fight. And I thought, okay, how can I not screw this up? Cause I don't know what to do. I'm not, you know, this <laughs> great caller or anything like that. So I just took my horns and tickled them together enough to get his attention. And he threw his head up and immediately halted what he was doing and started this circle, you know, to get around me. And so I just picked a window of, you know, trying to free arm over some limbs to not blast the stinking, you know, limb of an oak tree, and I shot him standing in a stinking, probably need eat water or so, because I had to figure out how to even get to him after I killed him. But, you know, I, but he didn't come straight. He was sitting there licking his lips or his nose and stuff, and he was circling to get downwind, and he, he needed about another 20 yards, and he was going to start being in my scent zone. So I just said, well, it's now or never. I'm going to stinking drill a tree or I'm going to drill him. And so I was thinking, shot him and, watched him i knocked him down in the water and then i watched him get up and run but he only ran and i heard noise for like two seconds and as thick as it was and as much water as there is if you know you shot one around water or whatever you'll hear them for forever when they are you know crashing and so i thought all right well shit at least you didn't see him float down yeah. the river like, oh. <laughs> yeah. so i'm sitting there like you know shaking i'm excited of of all this and text my dad like uh, dad, I just shot one and he wasn't with me that morning. He's actually in Birmingham. And so he's like, okay, well, you know, you need to really pay attention to where you shot that deer. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know, I was texting him like, I'm pretty sure it's a real big one. So like I left my vest up in, or part of, uh, no, I have a, it was my neck gator. It's got orange on it. So I flipped it upside down and put it up in the tree, like 10 foot. So I could see what tree I was in. Cause Y'all been there, you shoot a deer, oh, you go yep. to walk, and you're like, what tree was I in? Especially when there's water everywhere. Yeah. Oh, you just, don't really have landmarks so, on the ground. You know, anyways, I marked my spot, got out of my coveralls. It was cold and stuff. And anyways, I, I went to um, where I thought I hit him. You know, there's water. And anyways, it was definitely over my boots. And so I had to, you know, tiptoe like a ballerina person to try to figure out how to get across this little slough run eventually got across but he was just he didn't go 10 foot he just went just out of my view and it anyways he was just a massive deer with big mass that when you walked up on him was it just like oh my god it it was that i i had called my dad when i um that i could see his feet but i was trying to figure out how to get to him i called my dad and was like dad i found him and he's like okay, well, is he down? I said, oh, he's definitely down. He said, okay. And so I, I got across. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Dad, this is the biggest buck I've ever killed in my life. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Dad, this is bigger than eight. Like, I can't even dream of this, you know, right now or whatever, walking up to something. But, you know, as much as y'all hunt thick stuff, you shoot them all the time that somebody's like, well, what'd you kill? And you're like, yeah. I don't know, anywhere between four <laughs> and eight points. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A six oh, or yeah. an eight. <laughs> you know, all I saw was a big G2 or a big fork and – Oh, shoot. I mean, how many times have you shot something and you're, after you shoot it, you're like, was that a legal deer? Like, did I see what I think I saw or did I, was I just excited and was like, oh shit, maybe I shot a doe. I I can't even remember. Yeah. I did that one. That was me like a couple years (laughs) ago. (laughs) See, I used to hunt a river swamp a lot and a lot of times when it was flooded, 
you could park the boat only so far. Well, you had to right. walk half a mile in, and you had to wear chest waders. I know, and it's absolutely terrible. And if you've got a climber, it's even Oh, yeah, you got worse. your other boots on the back of your I just buy cheap climbers. So if you know people selling cheap climbers, I'll just take them and leave them or whatever. <laughs> right. If somebody wants to steal them, well, see, a lot of people have had it. Them. A lot of people are afraid of water and think deer won't go in water. Um, and I remember this years ago, I killed a nice eight point on the river, and we had to wade in there. It's chest deep, and got up a tree, and I watched this deer cross the road coming off of private land on the public about a hundred yards, and I grunted at him. He acted like he didn't pay it no attention. I was like, oh well. Well, what he did, he went down in the swamp, waded Circle. through the water, and come up behind me. Yeah, they're not. He's a big eight point. You're right on that. Like, I've learned a lot that they very rarely come straight to you. And they usually take note if they didn't act like they heard you, they took note and they're going to come back oh, yeah. later and check you out. Mm-hmm. Possibly try to whip your tail. Because, see, when he went in, I said, well, heck, he didn't even pay it no attention. He's gone. It wasn't five minutes later. I heard something splash and I tried to look. He came up out of the swamp bottom and it was deep and it was cold. I know. I, it, you know, hunting around water and stuff that I, I know, like up north, they might not like just swim, but like if. If that's their home, like, you know, you can go hunt around deer on the river and stuff. You put a camera out, like, as soon as the water falls out, they are back. Oh, yeah. And you're like, why do you live here? The acreage has floated away. There's nothing to eat hardly. And that's, like, all they know, and they'll come back. But I've literally watched them 100 times. It's in the 20s, and they could walk another 50 yards and stay bone dry, and they want to go from point A to point B. They'll get naked we were, in the water. And we were fishing the river up there by Montgomery, and and as we're coming down the river, I'm like, what the hell is that? It was two deer swimming yeah. across a quick moving river. I mean, on they the were Alabama. Just, yeah, they were just booking. I know. They'll they, swim. They do that a lot on the Hatchie River, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, another thing I've noticed on the river, if you watch your maps and you see those little your little ridges when it floods, it washes all them fresh acorns up into a spot, and them deer walk those, eating those fresh acorns that the water's pushed up. That's a lot of work to hunt a river. It is, but I have killed quite a bit of deer on the river. Yeah. Get you some waders. Up. Back when he was back when a guy that used to go up. out and actually find deer and hunt. But, <laughs> you know. Hey, there's nothing wrong with blasting one out of hey, the shooting house. Hey, they've so been coming nice to my feet pretty regularly, so. <laughs> It'll make you lazy real quick. I did it. <laughs> hey, yeah. dragon-wise, all I got to do is drive the four-wheeler of my truck up to him. <laughs> that's, that, that's like they're set, sitting on my lease uh, up there where I'm hunting, and, I mean, the river's right there. The, the whole time I'm sitting there, the only thing I'm picturing is when on the hunting public where they bring that that guy in that wins the hunt and he shoots that doe <laughs> and, and that falls doe off the cliff <laughs> takes a death dive <laughs> off of the cliff into the river and they're going oh, back man. to the boat ramp they're just putting along and it's like there's a deer floating right there and they wait a minute i think that's yours and they turn back <laughs> around and go back and sure enough as they're turning he can see the blood on the side of the rocks where the doe she just death dove right off wow and so i'm thinking that like where I'm sitting at, because yeah. most of the deer are coming not from the river, because there's nothing. But I'm thinking, so they're going to be coming that way. I'm going to shoot them. He's just going to haul ass, and I'm going to watch him drop off right there, and I'm going to be like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Wade, get wet. <clears throat> oh, it's deep. When your adrenaline's going, it isn't that bad getting wet when it's real cold. It, that's yeah, what I, I do. If I shoot one a long ways from truck, boat, it don't matter. If I can get that thing in the water and drag him... That is the best thing you can do to right. save your load him back. Yep, dude. After hauling that Max's hog out yesterday, well, not that I drug it at all, but you I mean, took we were it for about the last twenty foot. I did, but we were pushing through like walls of. Don't even get me started down. on that bullshit. <laughs> Good lord, <laughs> like, it'd be one. nice to have a four wheeler at that point. I know. I I envy the 
you know, so like, I'll be honest, I hunted out of a boat a lot for a long time because I didn't have any private land other than what little bit of my family aren't land barons. And I eventually bought some property, my wife and I, but, you know, so I just pretty much hunted out of a, a boat and that was, you know, like there were times I'm like, man, it'd be nice to drive my truck right up to this thing and right. drag him in it versus, you know, dragging him in waders or, yeah. or whatever. But the thing now is though, is like, and maybe the hunting public and duck dynasty, all this stuff they they've made it where like in social media that everything is possible and it points it out to people. And so like the boat, it eliminates it from, you know, like some people or whatever, like getting it, putting a canoe in a boat to take it somewhere to get in. Like you, I'm doing something that somebody else isn't willing to do right now because right. I don't want to. Are you seeing more, more people at the boat oh, ramp that are. Oh yeah, absolutely. So like we take different trucks when we go, depending on where we're going and stuff like that. Like my dad's got two different vehicles. I'll take my stinking wife's Tahoe, you know, and what color drive, is a it? <laughs> <laughs> drive a different truck. Same with a friend of mine that I hunt with. We'll drive different trucks every time that way. So it either looks like there's a bunch of different people there or people get discouraged and, you know, never come back. Yeah. And then if we kill one, I mean, there's times that like, I'll leave that sucker either try to have him fully covered and stuff like that, where there's no chance of somebody seeing me or I'll leave him in the water until I get everything pulled out and the boat loaded up and everything. And then like drag him through the bed of the truck, shut the tailgate and I'm gone. I'm not talking to anybody or wait till there's nobody around or whatever. So I'm just so, the opposite. I'm like, yo, look what I fucking killed. <laughs> Y'all know how some people are. Like, people are, you know, like, they're still They'll try to look for your boat. They'll try to find where you go. Yeah, like, I won't, anywhere I go, if I, you will not see my boat. Well, you got to be sneaky. Absolutely, oh, yeah, you man. won't. You know, I will, if I have to walk an extra 200 yards to make sure that somebody doesn't see my boat without a lot of effort, I'll do it. You know, whatever I got to you know, do the same with, you can't, it's hard to hide a truck and stuff, especially around, you know, when there's roads everywhere and you can only drive so many places, but just whatever you can do to be sneaky, you know, to other people. Just, just take people different, are, different routes. I mean, I, I, back when some of the management areas were a lot more popular than they are now, uh, we would like go the long way around. So we came in from a different direction to get to the check station you know, so that people would think, oh, well, they come from that direction, so they got to be, you know, killing deer up that away. Right. What actually, we were, you know, back to the west. We just drove way the hell Out around the yeah. to keep people from, you know, right. following you. I just look for Toyota Comas, and then I pull over and know that. Especially a red spot. one. That's a yeah. lot. <laughs> Tacomas. That doesn't mean you don't follow the white that one. one. <laughs> Got to be a white one. Yeah, don't my, follow that one. My obnoxious ass Toyota that everybody know. All right, that's fucking Jamie's truck. He ain't killing shit. <laughs> he don't, don't kill there. deer. Don't follow him. That's right. <laughs> this is all part of my plan. Jamie don't kill deer. For the most part, a lot of places I hunt, if I'm on public land, when I leave the truck, I'm trying not to even leave a boot print. I don't even yeah. want any. I don't even want somebody to even know what direction I went. I don't yeah, see, and right. I just, I've never. I just, I just think that way. I mean, just to turn me, around and walk yeah. backwards. They think you're walking the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> Joel and I have actually taken our boots off and walked down the road in our socks so we yeah. would not leave prints in the road. Me and Joel do it all the I, time. He's like, stay at, we stay out of dirt. Out here, of, out of, normally, I even see, got my, my 12 year old. He knows, hey, walk <laughs> so, on the dirt, so, walk on a leaf, don't oh, be putting a print on the yeah, dirt. Like if dad accidentally if, stepped in the road. If Jamie and I go down like a uh, an old cut road or something, I'll be like, jump on my back so they don't know that there's two of us. I'll piggyback you in. 
again. No, I'm fucking. You know, here, here's what, here's side by side, one in one rut and one in the other. Here's what we do to avoid people is we bow hunt. Right. Everybody else is gun That's hunting. That's true. I mean, really. Yeah. But, you know, talking about when you shot that big deer, people, were, you just had a war going on killing does. Heck, yesterday, Joel shoots his brother-in-law's two shotguns. And I hunt 300 yards from there yesterday and ended up seeing, what, 13? Right. Yeah. It just, yeah. you know, you and never it doesn't know. bother them. And, it, you know. Shooting don't mess with them. Yeah, y'all talk about trail cameras. I've killed more deer without the trail camera, but I get fixated on, like, oh, I got this on camera. These are here. Or, oh, there ain't been a deer there in three days. And, you know, it, you psych yourself out of it. You just, the honest truth is you never know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, y'all have a lot of nice deer, or not nice, I would say really, really good deer that y'all have on camera and stuff and like you never know when that sucker is going to get on a whim or somebody bumped him and moved him somewhere or that doe chased the that joker chased a doe out of a closed section or something somewhere he shouldn't have went or off private land and he walks in front of the wrong stinking hunter and you blast him but yeah. that, well see we've seen it i mean we had a, a buck on camera and he was coming in on a regular every fourth day he was coming up from the creek going up the hill and someone come in to put a camera in one day and bumped him and he come back south or come back to the east in front of the camera. Well, the next time I went to hunt him, he didn't come up from the creek. He come from atop the hill. He done totally changed his pattern. It's yep. still every fourth day, but he came from a different direction. Yeah. With is, cameras, I just like to know what is what kind area. of bucks are in the area. Yeah. Inventory. Because like right now, like you know, we right had, now we had, not, we had a really good weekend. We 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 you know we saw bucks shoot both days, and, chasing, and killed not bucks, chasing, and yeah, and. And it, we were hunting where we know there's good bucks, but I wasn't hunting. Oh well, dang! I'm on the scrape line. I'm on the shrub line. No, I could I could care less about any of that stuff. Yeah, this right time now, of year, running cameras, we abandoned all that. That's that stuff is in the area, but I mean, it's not like I'm right on top of it. I'm more or less concentrating on where are the does bedding at. Where where is the thicket of pines? Because that's where that's what the bucks are doing. They're literally like the deer I killed. You know, it was it was cutting trails on the downwind side of bedding area. Right. And, and, you know, it was just, looking for it, was, it was hot looking. It was just cruising, looking for hot dough. It literally did. Like when I looked over and I seen it coming to me, I was like, man, talk about a plan coming together. Cause like, I was literally thinking that's what they're probably going to do. Right. And sure enough. But I mean, all the times that's running trail cameras, the only time we've ever been able to pattern out any kind of deer is during archery season. After that, it's, yeah. Once it's they get the that wind. pressure, it seems like they know, yep. And it's just, I mean, a lot of times we get pictures of them again, and it's in, you know, like in the middle of the week when we can't hunt. Oh, no, I'm always like, well, I could have killed him if I would have been at work. So, yeah, you know, yeah. You know so we, we get a lot of that. On. But, you know, we, Y'all we leave a lot of cameras in places, too, that we're only getting pictures of does. And then all of a sudden, you know, me and Joel go check a couple cameras. It was during the youth weekend, and... Two shooters. I mean, good bucks, just out of nowhere. Like, oh my gosh, look at this! And I mean, they were good bucks. Well, it's like what y'all said last podcast. Y'all turn the camera just a little bit on the same tree, just put it at a different angle, and then boom! All of a sudden, you got bucks. Yeah, you get different deer. Yeah. Well, I think this year is probably the most frustrated I've been because I normally those my bucks get bu- bumped. I can find them, and I mean, I had. eight cameras out trying to find those bucks and out of those eight cameras 
never not not one time now this is the same boat that joel had like really close encounter with last year correct we don't know it's <laughs> that that's still out on there's if not then there's two of them but we think they are different it could be there's two i've learned a lot that there's a lot of you get a genetic pool in an area mm-hmm. that, well there's all kinds but that you run a camera and uh I've kind of learned this, like texting with somebody else that I've, you know, encountered in the WMA that we don't hunt together. We don't hunt the same stuff or whatever, but like he'll send me a picture if he kills one or vice versa or a big one. We'll just exchange some pictures. Right. He's, you know, we stay clear of each other and he'll send me a picture. I'm like, dang, that's like, looks just like this deer I had, except he's 10 miles away. Right. And you go, well, maybe they went that far. And I'm like, mm, not in this environment. They didn't go right. you know, 10 or whatever. And then somebody will kill that deer or he's killed some before and like kill it. And I still get a picture of this other deer and go, yeah, it definitely isn't. They'd almost look identical other than one has an extra crab claw or whatever that yeah, I bet I, there's two of them suckers running around. You I've know? seen it. I've well seen it be. one, you know, happen one time. That's where I had uh hunted private property over in Bluntstown where in the city, a little town of Alta. I mean, you, it's got right. a caution light. That's it. It's K through 12 and it's one right. police car at the police station tiny little town but they got a co-op there so a guy was showing a picture of this deer and he had him on the regular and all of a sudden the deer disappears well ruts kicked in the deer left and a guy shot that deer eight miles from Holy where smokes. he was at, and he took the he actually took the deer and they matched him up he was identical deer eight miles it's the only time i've ever heard of you know, that right. far but you know, they'll travel miles yeah i know several you know miles and if there's fields or open pines mm-hmm. that and, allows and the, it's a lot of that there too right you know yeah there's a lot of ag over well over you get over way. like bonifay on over that way there's a lot more you can look at google earth see all the circles from the yeah we you know we had a 52 acre peanut field right across from where right we, you know that's that, a that giant part food plot it, yeah it's absolutely a massive food plot makes fat deer oh big deer you so know. two i think it was two years apart i killed two nine points that i have one of them i shoulder mounted the other one is um it's just a european mount just because it's identical like it looks like they're brothers, but they're two years apart, right? Within two hundred yards of each other. That's wild. But from what wild research I've it come from the doe. So the doe carries the genetics of what the buck's going to be. So I don't, I don't know how all that stuff works. All I know that, is you killed. I killed only two, two nine children. points that <laughs> yeah. literally look <laughs> like they're the same deer. That's crazy. I bet you there's not an inch difference. They're crazy. That's wild. Why do That's you mount cool. the second one? Because he's got. Why would I want license? two shoulder mounts that are like <laughs> the same? You could have the twins up. <laughs> I had a replica of this one made. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's literally what it would look like. I liked him so much, <laughs> dude. How long we've been talking? An hour. That's it. What? Well, hour fifteen. You, now, as far as like access and stuff like that, what do you actually look for on when you're e scouting that says this is where I want to look? In terms of uh, like terrain, like bedding, feed, train, I don't really access any of that. I'm starting to try to figure out the whole feed thing better, but like, you know, like we talked about here, there's just so much different Brown. variety. But like, one thing I've always learned is there's a white oak or some kind of special oak or something, or maybe there's a piece of ag nearby or something like that, or some private land. Like, you know, that somebody's got corn somewhere of like those deer are over there and they're coming back you, if they're not completely run off the public, but. I really just go look for sign in general of like, I'm not big on, you know, necessarily getting discouraged if I don't see does. Cause I've had some pretty good seasons that I barely saw any 
does and shot a. And I'm starting to hear that a lot. Because those bucks will, you know, you're either where the bucks are or there's also the other argument that you hunt where there's a bunch of does. Eventually a does going to come in heat when you're there and, you know, there's no telling that a freight train could be coming through and that buck's going to come out. He doesn't care. Right. But I just look for any kind of good sign. It's typically more buck sign. Try to find some rubs or scrapes. But also just, I've got, I don't know, just different things that I like that other, like my dad doesn't hunt the same kind of stuff right. I do per se. It's just something that. So your dad might like to hunt open spots and you like to hunt thicker spots or, or vice in versa. In between of, and you're, he's hunting maybe where he's just seeing a lot of sign of them feeding and whatnot. Whereas I'm just, I don't know, I'm always usually just mainly looking for buck sign and then trying to run some cameras to figure out the frequency if there's you know you don't have to have them there every day or anything like that to be able to kill one but if you get one or two nice ones coming through once a week there's no telling you know if you're in an area that you, that could have been 20 yards to right the side. I've, I've learned yeah. this so many times that i i'm running a camera and i go sit and i see five deer and not a one of them walk by my camera and i was just discouraged because i looked at that camera and go dang i had five pictures this week you know that's not the same as you know whereas you run them on a corn feeder and i do run cameras on corn feeders i have and stuff and you got a thousand photos that week with it set on a 30 second you know del- delay so i just mainly hunt good buck sign and then i'm always scouting like either e-scouting or like as soon as season ends or like if i'm tagged out which very rarely happens until like the very end almost um I'm, i'll try to scout up into march and april where they're still laying scrapes because i've like in the panhandle of florida I've got video of them coming to scrapes up until almost May. Mm-hmm. And I've got videos of bucks and does together that like this, this one particular that I know of, like he lost his horn, started to lose his horns in April. And he was still, I had like 10 minutes of video of him and a doe grooming each other. But I had that same six point on camera three days before. And he was nice, you know, very similar to a deer like that one you got on the wall. And then two days later, he's got, He's missing a horn, but him and that doe are paired up together. I'm assuming she's coming in heat or he's expecting her to that they they hung out and groomed each other. I've never I yeah, mean I've, like I've, I've seen my horses do that, but I've never watched deer groom each other that Yeah. I've seen them chase during during turkey season. Right. Oh, yeah. And so I just scout until the end of season and even if it's places I scout I don't go back to to hunt. I just always am scouting everything. Even if I've scouted there the year before and I didn't like stuff, I go rewalk it again and like this year some of the stuff I normally hunt the sign's not there. Now, I, whether there's sign there or not, I think I can, if I just stick it out and go sit, I'll probably kill one. But I went and scouted some other places that always had mediocre stuff, and it's tore up that I'm like, I'm going to go hunt that because there's 20 rubs in an acre area or whatever, and that's not normal, you know, that something's, something's I don't know. Changed. Something's changed. They've well, even the, bumped the it's deer. It's easier to, to scout when you're not pressured to, to scout. Right, you know, like you're not, you're not desperate to find that sign to, to man, I I've only got this much time left. Let me, I, I've got to find something, right. you know, even if it's mediocre, you know. And if you're, if you, which we talk about it every year, we're gonna spend all of turkey season scouting. Never. You know, we don't. You know, you, and it's hard. I mean, getting tired by the no, time turkey season comes around. That's one of the reasons you know I don't turkey, turkey hunting as as much as I used to because. I mean, you grind from October all the way through February, you know, and you're just, and then 
come turkey season and that Tired. alarm clo- alarm clock goes off you're and like, you're like, screw this. Man, I am not going out there and chasing those ugly bastards around the woods. Well, that's a lot of times me and Joel, I mean, we'll be, you know, dead set hunting these areas. I'm like, man, we need to go check this out. We drive here. We drive by it all the time. We'd never see anybody there. We go in there. We look around and we find stuff like, oh my God, why hadn't we come here earlier? And sometimes it's obvious spots that it's just... You sometimes got to go real far away to get from people, but then sometimes you don't. You, don't you just like nowhere. like the hunting public people point out all the time the overlooked spots. And I talk to people occasionally, and they're like, "Yeah, I killed this right by the check station because nobody stops at this little oak hammock hundred yards from the shack." You know, yeah. yep. oh, it's yeah. like yesterday I didn't go three hundred yards from my truck. And that's just—they're not dumb, you know. They they pattern and learn, and they learn people as much as we try to learn of, them. Where's that? Talking to the mic, Joel. I don't. <laughs> In the woods. Can you send us a pen, please? <laughs> Man. I was just talking about people, you know, trying to find out where you're at, but that one's worth finding out where it's at. <laughs> that was yesterday at 2.56 a.m. But, you know, I mean, that's... I, th- I think Joel we is hunt people giddy. as much as we hunt deer, right? too, because we find out where people are, and we find out where they're not at. Yep. And... We've gone to places and walked down roads, not gone a hundred yards, and just tore up with bucks on. You go deeper and deeper and deeper, and nothing. Right, because there's people. Or you walk and walk and walk and walk, and then boom, there it is. I know it's just it's like gee whiz, you know. Well, yeah. that's how a lot of it was in Ohio. The farther you went, the less sign there was. If you was on a four-wheeler trail or a road, your sign was within about fifty yards of it. Everybody, everybody thinks you got to go deep. That's why you don't have yep. to. Well, you got to think a deer's going to take the easiest traveled path. Most of the time. That Absolutely. is why your brother-in-law didn't kill any deer yesterday. Because mm-hmm. ain't fucking nothing any... There easy. ain't no easy path <laughs> up in there. No. <laughs> so, so we, we, we got a call to go help Max drag a hog out yesterday. So we, we drove out to Eglin. Of course, we hear hog, and we're like, "Fuck, leave that damn thing!" <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so he's like, "It's it, it it's, it's got to be two hundred pounds." Two hundred pounds. So we drive out there, and so we go in, and they're like, "I'm like, fuck this! I'm driving my truck down there, you know." So I drive my truck as close as I can, and I'm barely getting out of the truck, and I see flashlights coming back. I'm like, "Well, this is easy." Well, one guy is holding the cart, and I'm like what in the hell uh no we didn't even make it halfway there and we realized we we didn't have enough time so we circle around get south of it and decide we'll just go down the ridge grab the hog and come back up well eglin in their infinite wisdom has decided that they are going to take herbicide and if it is not a evergreen they want it dead so yeah, that they, place was just they have terrible. sprayed this place and I, no lie there were places i guarantee you was 6 or 7 foot tall if, if not taller nothing but dead scrub oaks yeah, turkey oaks just every just it, piled the thing is, up if you touch it it's brittle it just well and so that's jamie and i ended up <laughs> side by side just walking through and stomping down and it, you could stomp through a a 4 inch tree and it and would it just, just go that's and it. just push our way through to make a trail for them to to pull that pig out. So it was seven thirty before we got out last night, and I think 
what it was seven fifteen was the yeah. exit time and but we give him shit. Yeah, big, I mean, good on him shit. for harvesting an animal and getting yeah, it keeping out. it. I always say I'm yeah. going to leave them, and I never. Yeah, but next do. time you shoot a dang hog like that, goodness. Sometimes and you just don't shoot them. Be, close, be closer. Let to him the go. Truck. <laughs> My dad's. Well, hell, he shot way. him wait, five uh, times. There, wait, there's never an option to not shoot them. There's always the oh, yeah, shoot them, but not whenever you want to get that joker out and it's two hundred pounds, good. And the guy, yeah, yeah the check station was like. No, just come get your... I'm not weighing that damn thing. Just, yeah. Just come get your pass. <laughs> so my dad, he's 66, and he he gets... He's really active and whatnot, so, like, he's passed up a lot of pigs this year. So one is slugs. You know, ammo is real hard to come by, and so oh, he's yeah. down to 20 slugs for his slug gun. And so he, Shane might not, be able to help him out. Nope. Nope. And so he, you <laughs> know, don't. he's like, I don't want to waste a, you know, slug on these or whatever. And he's like, if it's not easy access next to truck or boat. And he's like, I ain't dragging a hundred pound pig. Yeah. It ain't worth it. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. I mean, it. they are somewhat invasive. We ought to kill them all, but he's just at the point. He's like, the bex, he the ain't got me there on kill? Thursday to drag him. He's a 30 pound pig. <laughs> I know. Put him in a backpack. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So throw the whole thing on the grill. At one so time. You, you got anything else you want to cover? Um, no, I think, um, or I think we beat it pretty good. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, Get into our weekend. Let's, uh, we. I sat in a tree <laughs> and froze. <laughs> That's what I did. That's all I did. How many deer did you see, Jamie? One. <laughs> Saw one spike. Dang. That was it. You didn't and he wasn't even spot. He wasn't even a spike. He is like, like, well, I guess you can't see it. <laughs> he is about three quarters of an inch, a little ivory. He's kid. considered a doe. <laughs> did uh, that's a Kalen. <laughs> now, now, did you kill your big cow horn between podcasts? Yeah, so that was yep. last Wednesday. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so last Wednesday, I went to a water management area and just trying to blast some some legal legal meat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> dang. <clears throat> so I was I'm sitting in a a spot that I call my honey hole. Just it just has bucks, man. They just come through there. Something about it. And uh so I'm sitting there and it's like nine thirty and I'm like, I'm fixing to just wake the dang woods up. You know, I was gonna sit for a while because I just thought they'd probably move later. And uh so I, I do about three which I have been grunting some soft grunts, you know, here and there. It's pretty thick where I was at and it's kinda like a kind of a tight hardwood bottom that kind of opens up you know you'd probably be able to bow hunt it type thing you know it's not real not real wide but it's somewhat open where the deer travel down the middle of it and uh so i was like well it's 9 30 so I, I did about three soft grunts in like three different directions pausing a pretty good amount between each grunt just kind of like a hey i'm over here kind of grunt and then I went from that, and I wish I would have had my can call, but I, I've lost it somewhere. So I go from that to, like, three really aggressive, excited, super, like, I'm chasing a doe, you know, just very, like, way louder and just very aggressive. I no longer got done blowing that grunt and probably two minutes. I look, and here comes a dang deer. And I could just tell how it's standing there still looking my way. I knew immediately it was a buck. I couldn't see its its head for the for the longest time, and uh, I mean it literally came right. I shot it at like twenty yards, 
and uh you know they got to in that area they have to be 10 inch main beam and uh i could tell he had that just a big was it block. like 10 big, and 10 and a quarter like, hey, how big was he a 10 inch main beam from the top of the spurs or the bottom of the spurs from the hairline to the tip on the outside <laughs> so you allowed to round uh, so yeah so he was he was legal so uh is that how you measure all things absolutely <laughs> <From the hairline>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, he got so anyhow, we have a guest. Could you please clean it up? <laughs> so, uh, so then that's so that's the only one from that. And then uh, so Saturday morning, we get situated, and I think last podcast I talked about the double ladder stand that we set up. That you know I just felt very confident in that spot. That you know probably gonna kill a buck in there. So what I felt like the wind was right. And this spot pretty much has some, some thick planted pines, which is, you know, major doe bed and area, um, a lot of does in the area. And it's, uh, this is your 130 inch buck, right? Yes. (laughs) So, so basically there's a Creek that's kind of down, down below that. And, uh, so I'm thinking that, you know, Right now, the bucks are probably going to be trying to cut those trails, trying to find a hot doe. It's like a little pinch point between pines and a creek. Yeah, kind of. Not necessarily. It's not really tight, tight, but I mean. It gets tighter. It Yeah, it does. But yeah. I mean, if they run parallel, you know, they're they're going to come by you. Right. Okay, so, so I'm sitting there and, oh, shoot, I don't even know what time it was. Probably. Seven. Oh, was it that early? About seven. Okay, so. So I, I just, I catch movement to my left and that was, if, if Doug remembers, there was one limb that I kept pointing at. Mm-hmm. If that <laughs> limb would have been cut like I wanted you to, then I really could have freaking seen him a lot you, better. You cut it. No, it was still there. Well, it was hanging down. No, but this is the other oak. But anyways. Okay. One of the many. <laughs> Yeah, so one of the many. He wants to land to see one. I couldn't land to see one thirty down that shooting lane. If I could have, I would have. I would have been able to see him a lot better. Right. But anyhow, <laughs> so like he's coming kind of right at me, right in line with the stand, and he gets probably I don't know sixty yards or so. And I could just tell it was a buck, but I couldn't tell what. So he turns and he's kind of going down behind me or kind of beside me, but he's he's gonna go behind me if he keeps going. And so, like, I don't even have my gun up yet. I'm just trying to see, you know, he's got to have four on one side to be legal. So I'm. Or a 14 inch. Or a 14 inch main beam. So, but I mean, if I see four on one side, I know he's legal. So I'm just looking for any kind of hole where I can tell, you know, that he's a legal deer. And I he comes through one little pie plate hole and I seen four on one side. I'm like, all right. Whenever he comes through this next little shooting lane I got right here, I'm just fixing to shoot, you know. So it was probably a thirty yard shot. And more uh than that? You think? No? Probably about thirty. No, what do you he, think? He ran to where he fell. Yeah, he ran a little bit further away from me when I shot. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so piled him up. Should have had your bow. And uh <laughs> so I mean he was he was down and uh so I just I climbed down pretty quick, you know, went over there to him and I'm like, Holy crap. 
He only has one side. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he had four gotcha. on one side, but it was just one side. <laughs> What's the name of that that show that you said? So he that like? that open season that <laughs> El- I killed Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but he's a big deer though. Like the body, he is good body deer on. Yeah, and it was it was that was the very first half rack buck that I've ever killed, and I mean, it like it was hollow, like it was it hollow in the off. middle. Of like I don't know if it if really damaged the pedicle all the way through the skull or not, but something had to whoop his butt to break that off. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like it, a, it wasn't like it just happened last week, right? But almost looked like it grew that way, sorta, kind of, or it could have been broke off in velvet. Something, velvet, bro- yeah. I don't know, man. But it, yeah, was, it was it was weird. But he was 130 pounds. Um, wow, good deer. Yeah, a lot of fat here. on him. Golly, that Joker had fat like crazy all at, when I was. His uh, neck was a little bit, and he he had his hawk. and his hawk stunk. Yeah, bad. Was dark, he was definitely he was definitely cruising. Well, that, he, so he, the deer you killed had real dark tarsals, and yours weren't dark at all. Not, and he was ch- and mine he was, was chasing. Yeah. No. Hmm. So we we've got a uh, a group uh, Facebook message thing going, and uh, so every time one of the guys shoots. They go. They just send a text that says "boom." <laughs> so Saturday we get "boom" at seven fourteen from Joel, and I'm like, I reply back, "Ugh." <laughs> I said, I'm really starting to dislike you guys. <laughs> so, so what are you and Jamie going to send when y'all shoot? Uh, thwop, wop, thwop, or wop, wop. I've got to go help put kids to bed. All right, brother. I've got a gracious wife that's been letting me do this. So I've enjoyed it. I hope people learn stuff and uh, enjoy the conversation. All right, brother. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take it easy, buddy. Thanks for coming, man. So, so yeah, you guys suck. So next is you're done. No. Yeah, you didn't kill anything else. But I seen. No. What? <laughs> so and then. Okay. We're just talking kills. We ain't talking scene. Okay. We, don't, we don't care about what you saw because. Okay. We'll save that for my story. No. Right. <laughs> that means we don't care about the misses. I didn't see anything. Yeah. So, and then Shane, he got on the board. Yep. Uh, seen a few deer Saturday. Seen some a bunch of deer Saturday, actually, and my buddy Matt went. And Yeah, it was good to meet Matt. He's a yeah. good guy. Is he going to come hunt with us again? Yeah, I think he's going to try next weekend. Cool. cool. Yeah, so he uh, yeah. he's new to the hunting in the Florida area, and... Uh, yeah, he's gonna show up during the rut. He's he's gonna <laughs> he's going <laughs> He hasn't killed one in Florida yet, so I'm trying to get him on one so he can kill one. Yeah. Um he had some pretty good encounters. I mean he had a, a doe come busting out of a pine thicket like she was being chased, but the buck never came out where he could see the deer. Um so I ended up going couldn't hunt Sunday morning, had a sick baby. Um so finally got him to where fever broke on him and was able to go Sunday afternoon. Met up with the guys and we ate lunch. I didn't I said, you know, something's telling me to go right here, go right here. So I just gut instinct, I went there. Was gonna actually go in about two hundred yards. Walked in, started seeing all the fresh deer sign. I said, No, I'm just gonna go right here. It was around four, four fifteen. I seen had four does come out in front of me, just stayed there the whole entire time. Um, so that I'm sorry to cut you off. That dim road or that logging road, mm-hmm. were you down the hill from it or right on it? Or I just left the truck, went straight 
south and just right off in the woods 100 yards. Gotcha. In that cut. So I get up in a pine tree there and the four does come out. They're feeding. I'm watching them and nothing's behind them chasing them. So I'm thinking, well, none of these are hot. So I keep scanning and looking and then probably about 100 yards to where I was actually wanting to go, I had a basket six come out. Um, couldn't get him to come any closer. I grunted at him. I doe bleated at him. Nothing. So I just keep scanning and look in and start hearing squirrels just raising hell. I look at the does and they got their heads up looking that direction. I'm thinking, damn, must be some deer coming from over there, you know? So I keep paying attention over that way and looking and looking and looking. And finally I turn around and look and there's six does. And I'm like, where the hell did these other two does come from? And I caught movement out of the corner of my eye and it's another deer. I noticed he was a little bit bigger. So I'm like, well, damn. So finally he gets in an opening. I got my binoculars up and I look, and I was like, man, that's a good eight point. Put the gun on him. As soon as I squeeze the trigger, I knew I missed him. I pulled the shot, shot under him. He breaks, they run. I was like, dang it. So I'm just sitting there and still got a lot of daylight left. And So finally about five minutes left, and I'm like, I'm going to get down. So I'm just going to stand up and and sit, you know, stand the, the last five minutes, and then I'm going to get my crap and get down. And I hear something behind me. Turn and look. There's three does running. I look behind them. Here comes another buck. So first, so the deer comes out. Finally, he stops. Shoot him. He breaks and runs. I watch him fall. And I'm thinking, that's the same deer that I just missed. And I get down to him. He's smaller. He's an eight point. And then... Well, as I was getting down, I had some more deer come by me. So I ended up seeing a total of 13. Wow. And then get to him, and he noticed he was a little bit smaller than the other buck I shot and missed. He's still, I mean, he's a good, yeah, he's a good Florida deer. deer. Yep. So He was young. He was. He's bigger than all but, the Joels. <laughs> it was 100 and what, 105 pounds? Yeah, 105 pounds. Horn-wise. Mine with a half rack was 130. Horn, yeah. Horn-wise is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but the the hundred and ten inch side fell off. <laughs> I can't help that. <laughs> Shit was funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, seen a lot of deer, a lot of deer chasing uh, bucks with does, some not chasing. Yeah, it's fixing you know, so It's, it's really. fixing to kick off. I wonder, does it seem earlier this year it'll than start, usual? No, it'll start Monday or Tuesday. Yep. Well, right. see, I think a lot yeah, of area. For sure. It, it, I don't know because this is the time of year I start seeing it real hot and heavy and this I start shooting deer. Oh, yeah. and the cold front yeah. is and helping. That, oh, yeah, man. Get the them on their front, feet. Really. We've got this cold Well, we've got another one coming in, too, that's going to be here Wednesday night. Yep. Yeah, it's going to get down cold again. 24, yeah. 23, 24 on and Friday. it's going to be like that for yeah. a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 24 yeah. Wednesday night, 20-something Thursday and Friday. And but see, I ain't been able to hunt the public land the last couple of days like y'all have. So all the deer I've been seeing, I've been seeing does and yearlings. And they just been acting normal. The bucks are just cruising, walking quite a bit, but not none pushing them around. They're not pushing. They're just, I mean, they're up on their feet more. They're just not pushing those. They're looking. So you think you saw High Tower Saturday so. evening, yeah. Sunday, so, Sunday evening? No, that wasn't Sunday evening. morning. Sunday morning when it was nineteen. Yeah, I had oh, my yeah, dang my boot up. blankets on, and uh, no. golly, yeah, that was Sunday. Yeah, that morning. was Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. When yeah, we no. didn't get up and go hunting. No, when so what what was the big conversation Sunday evening? Oh, so 
Well, so let me tell you Sunday morning first if we're talking. Well, we're, okay, so. That, that's a quick one. That's not a Joel story. That's just a quick yeah. one. You look south, <laughs> and 600 yards away, you see rack. Yeah. So, and you're too scared and to shoot. It, and it disappeared. Yeah. Did, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't oh. touch a deer that far. Went right but to where now, I had a camera. camera. Is it, is we, it, I pulled the camera. <laughs> is it Sunday evenings? Yeah, so I, I hunted right there, you know, thinking, well, dang, you know, if 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 that deer comes through right there again, and it, it's right there where we had a bunch of buck sign, deep, deep scrapes, big, you know, forearm well, size rubs. It's actually where we've seen several bucks, though. And we've seen several bucks right there. Yeah. Uh, not, not legal. I've, you know, shot a couple of their deer. Yeah, but, so, yeah. so I'm I'm sitting where I have, have it covered. I mean, I can see pretty dang good. And uh, that was the afternoon sit, Sunday afternoon, whenever all the dang shooting was going on. <laughs> um, all right. So I end up seeing like four does and a, and a little button buck. And then when I – when I get down, because I'm going to go help Shane, uh, you know, with his deer, I'm walking back to the truck. You know, I parked a pretty good ways. You know, it's a pretty good walk. And, like, right there off the dang side of the road, all of a sudden, I, st- I, th- I was like, man, it sounded like a dang armadillo or something fixing to come out in front of me. And I, I'm not even walking with a flashlight. I'm just walking, um, you know, just kind of by the moonlight. And so I just freeze because I hear something walking and I can tell it's like close. It's like within 20 yards. Of I'd it. have thought it was a bear and I'd have run. <laughs> Probably so. But I mean, <laughs> so like, so I'm, I just freeze, you know, and I'm just trying to, I'm thinking, well, any second this is fixing to step out. Well, then it like, I can tell it starts running and I'm like, that's deer. And then I hear, burr, burr, no shit. Burr. I'm like, gosh, dang, I got freaking buck chasing the does like right here beside me. <laughs> so, like they step out and hit this hole and I get my binoculars up and I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, well, dang, there he is. You know, he's like 30 yards from me. Like I could have shot him. I mean, granted it's dark, but I right. could have shot him. And I'm like, well, shoot, there's, I don't even see no horns, but it was, it was him. I mean, it had to have been like a little button buck or spike or something. Yeah. Um, but I was like, man, check this out. So they're definitely starting to get fired up. Now when I, on one of our Georgia hunts, <clears throat> I knew there was a, a buck down on this bottom. So I went upwind of him and then walked in early in the morning, like hour before sun up, crawled up the tree, and I heard him get up, and it's still dark. He stands up, and I can hear him, and he's walking, and he's coming behind me. And I'm, I'm and I think we were muzzle, I had my muzzle loader. I didn't have my, my bow. I'm like, I want to know what he is. Like, I need to know what this deer is. So I had my my flashlight, and I'm, you know, 20 feet up a tree, and I can hear him, and I just turn the flashlight on, and he stops and looks right at me, and he's a good, you know, good, solid deer. And I'm like, oh, I totally can shoot that deer right now. <laughs> it was a good 30, 40 minutes before it was sunlight at all. But that's why, like, in the dark, you're like, oh, I just want to know what it is. Mm-hmm. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, let's walk up and see what he is. I kind of remember a situation last year that somebody shooting a deer a little early in the morning didn't quite know how many points he had. I just knew he had long main beams. I don't know who you know who you're talking about. <laughs> Idiots and outlaws. <laughs> I've so, shot silhouettes. I ain't gonna lie. 
during archery season? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say nothing. Joel shot two fine bucks that morning. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Shane went to get drafted. That was a couple out. years ago. Or two years ago, yeah. So, yeah, that's what we call the two, two buck years road ago. now. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done it. The first buck that stepped out in that road, <laughs> there was a bunch of limbs overhanging the road, you know, and I'm way up his pine tree, kind of over little bitty pine tree. This pine tree ain't very big. If the wind and, blows five mile now, you're like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only tree you can really climb and see right there. And this deer stepped out, and just how it was walking and acting, and I was like, "That's a buck." <laughs> so like, whenever it it turned its head and and like it's it came out broadside but it's still too dark can't tell when it turned its head and started walking down the edge of the road i was like i seen i seen rack like a lot of rack you know and i was like that's a buck so it turned broadside again and pow i shoot still dark i mean not, i mean it's probably close to legal it, shoot line. <laughs> it's within a minute within it's a within few minutes i mean we'll say minutes. a minute so yeah all right i'm like oh gosh so now i'm like i'm excited but I'm like, oh, dang, I hope like that what, wasn't a freaking doe. Shoot, right? <laughs> I hope that was not a doe. <laughs> was I just wishing there was antlers so, on top uh, of it? now I'm like sitting there. I'm like, golly, I cannot believe I just did that. I was like, I know I've seen horn. I'm like, I'm trying to replay it. I'm like, Look, sometimes it's hard to fight the outlaw in yeah. you, isn't it? Was that a dang doe? Or was that a, I'm like, golly, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here. So like 30 minutes later. When the sun finally comes up? The sun was up. <laughs> so 30 minutes later, I'm still sitting there and I start hearing like, from the same direction that deer came from, I start hearing like pawing, like in, like he's in leaves, a yeah. making a scrape. I'm like, that ain't turkeys. I, I can just picture it, what it's doing. I was like, that's a dang buck making a scrape. So I like get situated again, and then I look and shoot, dang eight point. I'm like, golly, like we're almost the same spot. Bow, I shoot him. He runs the same way the other deer went. I'm so like, golly. I get a message, boom, boom. I just checked I got in. A message also. I just checked in the check station, and I'm going down the road, and I get, and I'm like, "Where are you at?" He tells me, so I'm like, "Shit, I got to turn around, <laughs> go check in a different place, haul ass over there." And uh, so I'm walking down this road. He shoots the deer on, and there's a deer laying there, and I'm like, "Well, he's just laying right there." And I'm like, "Well, shit." First, when he walks up, I'm like, "And there's blood everywhere." And I'm, I'm like, "Hey, oh my God. <laughs> and I there's said, the deer." What blood trail? is that he's like well i no i said uh i said all right there's the blood right there he's like i said do you see the deer that that blood trail goes to he's like yeah it's right here i said what is it he says it's a nine point i'm like oh thank goodness i thought that might have been a doe <laughs> that was so, one, so that i was one. like i'm looking around i'm like where are you he's like look up the hill and he's up there waving his arm <laughs> and i'm like oh shit that's, so i go about that's a good spot right there. 15 feet and I look, and I'm like, well, you're the ones dead, too, because there's just blood every freaking <laughs> where. I was there at that point when we went to blood trail, that second one. Yeah, but I had beat you there, and then Joel had got down. And How then far did the, the second one go? 40 yards. Yeah. Oh, dude, neither one, of them, neither one of them were 40 yards from the dang road I was on. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, yeah, they, I didn't, mean, they didn't tote it. That's oh, like... I the, smoked them. I mean, there was that was perfect. That, uh, I almost blew my motor trying to get to Joe because that, the last time he shot two bucks, I got to kill a buck. <laughs> I was mad that he called you. He's like, "Oh gosh, <laughs> Shane's gonna kill the buck. He's gonna kill the third buck." You can ask Joe. There's none but just tire spinning marks all the way to him. <laughs> that uh, that eight point that I killed the evening after you killed your the same day that you killed your two bucks. Yeah, in a pile there at Bobcat Ridge, I was actually 
further south from where I was this Sunday. And uh, I was on the south side of that little bowl right there. And it got to that point, bow hunting, it was archery season. And uh, I kind of started putting all my stuff away. And Jason was hunting with me. And he was hunting over close to the two-man stand, the original bobcat. And so he texts me, he says, there's deer coming your way. So I stop, and I'm sitting, and I can hear it, you know. So I'm looking, and it, right there, I mean, there's a heavy oak canopy. So, like, on the ridge, it's it, it's daylight. Where I'm at, it, it's dark, you know. So I'm looking, and I'm like, man, I think I see horns. I, I do see horns. And so that was a silhouette shot. I mean, all I could was the silhouette of the deer, and I shot him and ended up spining him. And he hit the ground and he rolls going down that that gully i didn't know what he was till i i got yes. all my stuff together climbed That's down went down there with the flashlight and i'm like well what is it what is it you know it's archery so it didn't really matter and i'm like holy shit that that's a rack buck it, well, damn that's a good buck <laughs> so yeah that was three bucks taken off of that that ridge yep just that day so yeah Dang, just that day? Yeah, he I killed, killed two in the morning, and he killed that one. No kidding. I killed two bucks What, that what were yours? Uh, an eight and a five. Heck yeah. That was the one. That was the five point that ran to the bottom. I gut shot him, and uh, I left my bow and everything up at the tree stand. And we got down there. and He's on a little island. Yeah, he's like an island in the creek. And I'm like, fuck, Doug, he's right there. What I, do we do? He's like, I, where's your bow? It's up there. Well, jump on him. That no. like you with that doe last year. <laughs> what? Did? Golly. Hey, that happened to me with a six point a couple years ago. Damn. I shot him way back and following the blood trial, set my bow down on the last blood. I was trying there to try and find more. He done got to a beaver pond and laid down on the edge of it. And heck, I wasn't 15 yards from him when he jumped up. He scared me when he jumped up and he ran up the hill. I said, oh, shit, I got to grab my bow. Went up, couldn't find my bow. I'm running circles <laughs> trying to find it. I finally found it, got an air out, and I snuck up there, and I see him laying beside a tree. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get him. I get there in a spot clear, and I go to draw back. He jumps up, goes to run again. I'm like, you son of a gun. Dang. So I sit there, and I wait about 10 minutes. I get on the blood trail again. I didn't go another 50 yards. He was dead as doornail. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're rolling up on two hours. Yeah, yeah. So, that's long enough. Dude, that was – I enjoyed listening to – Somebody had to say, and we, when you put this out, post some of those websites that people can go to. Yeah. So, Joel, you'll have to get them from him, and uh, yeah. then I'll I'll put them in the description. So, but it that's, interesting. That's some stories. pretty cool way the to ease out, out and yeah. and find just you know little hidden spots. You yeah. Know? So now, what not I'm, even that, but even going back to historical, what it, what was there, what's there now, and I'll do that. <clears throat> so I'll have Onyx up, and I'll minimize Onyx and Google Earth and put them side by side on my screen. Yeah. You know, and then you can, on Google Earth, you can go back to like like the 90s. Of course, the pixelation and the, the picture Not quality sucks, but you can see where clear cuts and you can find those little, those, the old logging trails that yep. you can't see anymore that oh, are yeah. still there. Bobcat Ridge would be perfect. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the thing, the old logging trails, they use those as trails. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. They will. Sure. Yep. For sure. Well, what I found interesting, though, was you know, talking about the leaf. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay, he, we know this is some kind of 
oak tree that doesn't have any leaves on it anymore. It could be that the white oak, the chestnut oak, or that the ones know, that sand drop. post oaks and all that yep. that drop their leaves. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't even think about Pretty it. Pretty interesting. But when I used to hunt the river swamp. That's a lot of what we looked at. I didn't know at the time that's what I was looking at. Now I think about it, that's what you know. I was looking at that kind of transition difference. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully we'll have some stories after this week. This weekend, anybody hunting during the week? Right here, brother. Yep. Yeah. Today and tomorrow. I'm gonna try and get out like Thursday evening, Friday evening. I'm looking. For I gotta a work the next tomorrow, two days. Son. But I'm gonna hunt Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That I'm, that was my plans, but we'll see with everything going on with Jennifer's wreck on. Yeah. Vehicles. I guess we'll get a rental car. I don't know what we're gonna do. So. Yeah, that sucks. At least she's all right, man. Yep. Hey, Joel's yeah, got an yeah. extra truck if you need one. He's got a Toyota. It ain't running very good though. But it's a Toyota. He might kill something. That is true. No. <laughs> no, nah, I just need to jump in the Jeep and start hunting out of it. Yep. I thought you sold that thing. No. Nah. No, I'm no. going to. I, remember, no. I, we just talked about that today. Yeah, I thought you sold it. Sold it. If not, well, how Jeff Adams sell it if I didn't have the... Ah, fuck. I don't know. I don't pay attention. <laughs> so, all right. Well, y'all go follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Comment. Talk to us. Tell us some kind of shit. Um, if you want to... Purchase some nose down scents. Uh, use promo code. Does he still have it? NSD. Yeah, it's constant. NSD twenty. Gotcha. And I actually saw that they, they, he's come out with uh, seasoning, so he's branching all Ooh. out. Good. So, and N- we got we NSD got or NDS. NDS is what I said. You're just dyslexic in your hearing. Nose down. <laughs> NDS twenty or NDS ten. Yeah, NDS 10. NDS ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we got merchandise. Y'all go buy a t-shirt. We right. ain't making no money out of, off of it. We just, yeah, Dwayne's wearing pretty wearing nice hoodie. looking hoodie. Yeah. This thing's yeah, I got my this shirt. nice. Yeah, I got Oh. I guess we're the all And Jamie said he's wearing his too, but he just didn't say it in the mic. So. Now this. Yeah, I'm wearing mine too. these are the Sorry. same color greens, but you yeah. can tell Yeah, so just an FYI. <laughs> if you go to the men's t-shirt and you order Kelly green, it's more of a Kelly Christmas green. green. Yep. Grinch green. And that green is definitely not... A forest green. That's yeah. a, more, a forest this, green. This is like OD green. Maybe that one's army green. Maybe that's what it's listed as on there. I'd have to look. I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, yeah. I, I ordered one of those. It's nice, though. I like it. It's bad luck, but it, <laughs> I like it. Bad luck. How can you have bad luck sitting in a... Gun goes house? click. Gun goes click. That's the shooter. Yeah. All right. Says the guy who missed a deer. Wait. Hey. That's that was a shooter. <laughs> I owned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right, man. Y'all we'll have, see a, y'all. have a good night. Have a good one. These are my people. And this is my life. This is what we pray for. And this is God's plan.